Hello, Hannibal. What's happening, man? Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you too. It's been a while. last time I saw you was in Thailand. It was in Thailand, dude. Yeah, that was and crazy. that was two years two ago. Two years, twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was random. That was very random. <laughs> That's so crazy, though. Yeah. I mean, we had dinner, hung out in Thailand. I was like, this is wild. Yeah, yeah. At the uh, it was in Chiang, Chiang Mai. Mai. Yeah, yeah. I was doing Muay Thai. Yeah, that's crazy. So you just decided, just up and decided, I'm going to go there by myself yeah. for several months. Uh, just a month. Oh, you went for a month? Yeah. And train Muay Thai? Yeah, I needed to, uh, I needed a reset after doing tag. I wanted to kind of just reset my brain after doing so much press, because it was a mm. lot of press and a lot of just, you know, repetition. And so I was like, I need to go do something extreme to get into a, a totally different zone. What was that? Had you ever trained Muay Thai before then? No. What was I it maybe like took some day? classes. The first day, so I went in in Bangkok first. I, I went to like a small land. class. I just went to one, and then my camp was in Phuket. Ah. And so the is all the, all the gyms are outside. So the warm up. I was drenched in sweat in like ten minute warm up. I'm like, oh, this is this is good, but it was, it was dope, man. It was just it was it was nice to. I stayed on the camp for a little bit, so it was it was nice to just have that focus, and live there, and be there, and and just uh, work out and, and and lean into it. It was cool. How into it did you get? Did you ever were you ever like hitting the pads? Going, I think I should take a fight. Nah, I didn't no? want to take a fight. I uh but it was it was some times where uh my my kicks, I'm bow legged, so my kicks are weird. So like doing a roundhouse, I wouldn't be able to so my elbows were were decent in my knees. And so some of the trainers, they called they started uh that was my nickname. It was elbow. Elbow, come on, elbow. But my kicks would be so weak. They would be so weak. It just like hit the pad and it just have a pitiful sound. It's not a thing that comes easily, especially you know when you're in your thirties and you're just starting to train. Yeah. Like Muay Thai is there's like the, the, to move your legs like that and that kind of dexterity it takes a while. It's a slow, gradual buildup. Yes, the the hips have to be looser and mm -hmm. it, yeah it was just but i'm also bow-legged so certain yoga things that i can't do or even sitting indian style but you seem normal when you're walking around how are you bow? because i know some dudes that are really bow-legged my walk is a little bit it, it has a little bit to it and, and when i run it gets really crazy i don't look how i think i look in my head <laughs> while i'm walking i think like the music in my head is doom, 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 doom. but my walk is kind of <laughs> my walk is way weird. I look at on camera, like, who is that guy? And what causes bow leggedness? Is it an anatomy thing? Is it I just think it's you're... an anatomy thing? Yeah, it's like, just say, like stand up. So yeah, so that my knees don't touch. So it's a. Uh, yeah. But you seem normal. I'm not it's seeing see, anything weird. It's not crazy, but it's just it 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 affects my roundhouse game. You know. Hmm. I could help you with that. I guarantee yeah. you. I bet some stretches and uh, some learning how to yeah. do it slowly. The thing about uh, roundhouse kicks and any kicks in general is uh, people try to do them like fast. 
you really want to yeah. learn them slow. You want to learn, like, you got to resist the urge to try to hit things. What yeah. you really want to do is just go through the motion, just yeah. go through the motion, just slow, and do that for a long period of time, like many, many, many weeks. Okay. Before, these guys try to, like, uh, and then you wind up kicking up, and you put all the strain on your ligaments and your, your supporting leg because you're not pivoting. They fuck themselves. And then it's hard to unlearn that. See, when, when you learn something, if you learn it wrong, like when I used to teach, the worst students were students that learned something wrong. You would think like, oh, I already have five years of karate and this and that, and I'm like, oh, great, this should be good. It was never good, it was the opposite. You're better off taking a, a young kid with no experience at all. They can get way better, way faster, because they don't have any bad habits. Because as soon as you get nervous, or as soon as you get tired, you go right back to your bad habits. You go back to your, so you have to relearn everything. Yeah, it was uh, seeing the kids. I went to some of the fights out there, and it's wild seeing the kids in the in the undercard where you're seeing seven year olds. It's crazy, right? Fighting. And you're like, this is wrong, but I got to see the main event too, so I can't leave. It's their culture. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Kind of, it feels wrong, but it's their yeah. culture, and it's also how a lot of the families make money. I mean, they literally send their kid off to the camp. But I was all. I was. Trying to figure out, and, and so it's it's part of the culture. Mm -hmm. It's national sport, but it doesn't seem. Uh, you know, you have people. Uh, it's it's some some fighters that are legends there. There's the equivalent to Mike Tyson or something, and you could probably get a private with them for four hundred bucks. Yep. So what's going on with the model over there, where it's been a national sport for a while, but it it seems like. The, the the money isn't there is it corruption or what happened well first of all it's very inexpensive to go to the fights you know yeah. that it, everything's inexpensive in thailand and i mean everybody's wearing flip-flops right mm -hmm. it's an interesting place like um my friend john wayne parr went there when he was a boy uh he was a young teenager and lived there lived as a monk you know he's a australian multiple time world muay thai champion and he he spent like a good deal of his time growing up there and really embrace the culture and he's like they're just first of all it's the land of smiles like everyone's yeah. everyone's friendly like one of the things i noticed there like people are genuinely very friendly there's very little materialism there people are generally happy with like wearing a pair of shorts it's never hot, cold out so you could wear shorts and flip-flops and that's how everybody's walking around and i don't think there's a lot of money in the business you yeah. know i think there's the enough king takes it the king takes it King takes a lot. We remember we, we took a picture in front of the king. We did. We had a picture in front. I was like, I don't know if we should post this. Like you and me yeah. smiling in front of a picture of the king. Like you might get in trouble for that. There's weird rules over there for the king. The king, I, I actually had a, a bit about him. I cut it, not because I was scared, but just because it didn't, it didn't fit. But it's about how he, you know, you have to stand up uh, during the national anthem. And they play it. At certain times during the day, and they play it before the movies. So I went to the movies out there to see Ant Man Two, and after the previews, the King of Thailand's hype video comes on, and everybody has to stand up in, in the movie theater. In the movie theater, but it was the worst produced. <laughs> it was a terrible <laughs> video. I seen Instagram fitness models. With better videos than the king of stock. It's like, well, you, you the king. Get some king-like production value. You ain't that no top-notch editors. 
I don't think Thailand's known for its like films. He needs to get on Fiverr or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work for Fiverr, by the way. Maybe what's but, that new one that lost all the money? Quibi? What is it called? <laughs> what is it called? Is that it? Quibi? Yeah. Maybe get on that. I don't know. He needs something because you're the king. Yeah. And you putting your stuff in a, in a Marvel movie. Do you see that? Do you see that shit with his mistress? He had an official mistress, but she fucked up and she got demoted. And so she had to like, uh, like bow down in front of him, in front of everybody. Like she was talking shit. Like uh, the the mistress probably wanted to be the queen. Like look at her there. She's like begging for forgiveness. Oh man! The king oh. makes mistress lie at his feet, and make her his. What does it say? As he makes her his. What does it say there? From the sun, but his oh, official. That was when concubine. she was the official concubine, uh, attended by his. Look at they were a wife in all capitals, but. Then he demoted her. This is this is when she became the official concubine. And by the way, I think that was the first time anybody had an official concubine in like a hundred yeah. years. That's a, that's the that's this is the flashiest version of I don't love that hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love that hoe. I love you. Look, I'll shame that bitch in front of everybody. Look, she had to lie down at his feet. <laughs> like, look, fuck you. <laughs> it's weird. It's like the king's the Look, only baller. You see us? You see? <laughs> That's bonkers. He's the dog. only baller. The only baller. Like everyone else is just kind of normal there. It's yeah, there, monarchy. marrying his wife here. She's the same thing. Oh, Wait. the wife had to do the same shit? <laughs> wow. And she's pouring tea on her head? What is that? I don't know. What are, and other people laying down? Are they cleaning? Mm, it's very odd. He, oh, good for him. They hey, seem to love him over she there. She used to be the... <laughs> she, was the... Uh, she was a former... She was a soldier? Bodyguard. Former bodyguard. Okay. You take that weird hat off and come live with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a take microphone that. cover. Take that. That's this. That's this it thing. Is. Take it that is. hat off. Ow. Stop chatting that stuff. Let's go have some tea. <laughs> I did enjoy Thailand though. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, I went back last year. Did you do the same thing? Who's that just guy? Just for a little bit, not the. <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> the crop top. What is this? Uh, the monarch even threatened to sue Facebook over the startling shots taken in 2016 by a passerby who recognized the king. Uh, oh, that's the king. Uh, Yoga uh, class. Wait a minute. Soul cycle. Well, she she has to wear the crazy hat, and oh, he's, he's got to wear Munich. a sports he's bra. He's in Munich. Oh, he's oh. kicking it. Okay. Yeah, the laws over there are so... People, I saw something about someone got put in jail for liking a post, making fun of the king's dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that, too. Uh, yeah. Just, it's... That's the next picture I saw. <laughs> so that's just how he likes to rock it. He likes uh, tank tops that show his belly button. That's yeah. cool. It's cultural. It's the king. Yeah. That's some... <laughs> I'm the king. Yeah, he's the king. If I was the king of Thailand, I'd dress like that too. <laughs> the fuck are you going to do, bitch? <laughs> yeah, you can get in a lot of trouble for making fun of him over there. Yeah. Well, guess we're not going back. Well, we probably shouldn't for a couple of years. Cambodia it is. <laughs> <laughs> Myanmar. I want to go see, uh, have you ever seen um, Letwe? Do you know what that is? No. That's like, if you think Thai boxing is extreme, mm -hmm. they take it another level. Letwe, they use headbutts, and they, they kick you when you're down. They do all kinds of crazy shit. 
and uh, yeah. you know, kicked kicked wild down. It's just it's it looks it's too intense. It's intense. We had uh, David Leduc, who's the uh, the king of Letway. He came on the podcast. He's a wild man. He's a wild man. Yeah, I I think about oh they're bare knuckle too. Yeah, <laughs> there nope. it is. I just want some cardio. This you is know. let's wait. Look at this. That's this is how they, they okay. fight. Bare oh. knuckles. They just it's basically like Muay Thai, but way way more hardcore. Like see that you can knee a dude on the when he's on his way down. It's just it's way more hardcore. It's like one more level of hardcore and headbutts. A lot of headbutts. <laughs> yeah, but they basically use all the techniques of Muay Thai. But they just take it to a totally different level. This the second time I went when I went to um Cold Samoy uh in uh last year and uh this girl I was seeing, she we, we go to a couple classes and I didn't know she had done Muay Thai before. <laughs> so when we were we had a private and she was lighting the bag up with the kicks. <laughs> she, oh bow, no. Bow, and I was like, oh. And then I get up there with my bow legged kicks. Pip. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, no. Then the trainer's like, come on, you can do better. Look at her. <laughs> oh, no. She lighted. Bow, bow. And I'm like, let's not do kicks. Knees, <laughs> elbow, elbow. <laughs> had she fought before? I don't think she fought, but she had trained a good amount. It was, yeah, it Ooh. was, she lit it up. Though. But she was one of those people that, I mean, you never, you can't tell people, but. I'd known her a little bit, but didn't know that that she had. She, she was, kept it under wraps. Yeah, was uh, it uncomfortable after that? No, it wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't <laughs> uncomfortable, but it was just like whoa, unexpected. I didn't know. Yeah, there's something about women that can fight. Like, ooh, that's a extra element of danger. Yeah, she a was, woman who can fuck legit. you up, like a hot chick who can fuck you up is like ooh, that's that's nerve wracking. Yeah, man. Like, if you're a woman, like a Holly Holm or like a, you know, world champion kickboxer woman, like, how, what, what kind of man do you date? Like, you got to date another savage. Yeah, date a fighter. You have to. They can't, they, they can't respect regular people. They'll fuck you up. Unless they separate. Nah, they probably just Unless have they, to. Unless they dominate you. They like to hold you down, make you eat their pussy, and just grab you by the back of the head and come sit, on, fucker. Come on, motherfucker. Shut up. Yeah. I just jogged for 10 miles. That kind of shit. Drip, drip, drip. There's probably a lot of guys who are into that, though. You know? Dudes are into getting kicked in the balls. They're into all kinds of weird shit. You can find somebody out there that's into everything. They're getting kicked. That one, that seems extreme. Because it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos of guys that are into getting kicked in the balls by women? No. Oh my God! I don't want to show it to you. No. Did Jamie say no? I want to look it up. They uh, <laughs> they they're into getting kicked in the balls and getting their balls stomped on by stilettos. That's like a whole category of like pain and torture. Like all those BDSM folks, you know? Yeah. 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 The stomping out seems that's a. Uh, I don't know what would really. Lead you to that to that zone <laughs> to, of, got, of extremes. Look, I love Jim Norton to death, but he likes chicks pissing on him and all kinds of crazy shit. People are yeah. into weird stuff, man. People living out there, man. <laughs> They're living out People there. People out there living, you know. Speaking of living, yeah, I've been hearing 
some crazy shit about you. Well, you and I've been hearing that you are making a move, like a very, very unusual move to a very strange place. Yeah, it's very unusual for a man from Chicago to just up and take off. Yeah, that's. I I do want to get into that. That just reminded me that I bought some of those flamethrowers when they when they were selling them. Oh, the Elon Musk one. I bought them with the intent of reselling them, and and then my parents' basement. So, (laughs) how many you got? I think I bought four. That's a good investment. They're yeah. probably worth a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta. Uh, yeah, I gotta go check on them. Okay. Uh, so with this whole, you doing something crazy? I might. So COVID and just kind of being cooped up, it really made me think about how, you know, the places that I've lived and what what was keeping me from living elsewhere and, and moving um, internationally is because, oh, you need to be here for work. At, at some, you have to be, right. you know, within a couple hours of these places to either tour or film. But now, touring's super weird. Um, Are you doing any touring at all? Uh, no. When was the last time you did stand-up? Beginning of March. Me too. And I, well, I did March in Denver. Two weeks ago, I did Houston. How's that? Weird. Yeah. Weird. First show was weird. Second show was normal. Second show was a show. First show was like, I can't believe I'm going to do stand up again. Yeah. Do you know Moses, Brian Moses? Yeah. Roast Battle. Me, Moses, and Tony Hinchcliffe. We went to the Houston Improv. It was awesome. We had a good time. It was really fun, man. It was like the old days, but I got weirded out. And I was like, man, I don't want to catch this shit. Like, is this worth it? Like, why am I, what am I doing? And then Houston, while we were there, they got this thing that they're moving back to stage one. So they're, mm-hmm. they're going back. So they're shutting all the bars down. Restaurants were down to 50% capacity. And I was like, look, you know, we're not in the crowd. The, the stage of the, you've been to the Houston Improv? Uh, has it moved in years? It's been, I haven't been there. It's my seven. first time ever. Okay. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice place. And it's got a high stage. So you're above everybody. It's not like they're spitting in your mm-hmm. face. You're above them. Everyone was wearing masks. So I was like, this is probably safe. But <sighs> afterwards, you know, it's just odd. It was just odd. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to get sick. And most importantly, I don't want to get anyone sick. Right. So I was like, you know, my, my wife's mom lives down the street from us. And I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, what yeah. if I got a guest sick? Uh, I had a, uh, I had a small jam session on my roof on Sunday, whereas initially it was supposed to be the band, a handful of people, and then it it didn't get crazy like everybody was packed. Everybody still kept their space. It was a reasonable setup, but with these times, it made it intense. And I had some mushroom drink that my friend Babylon had made, and so. I had a good time. I got on the mic a little bit, and that's that. But I and it was cool, and you know, people were vibing. Everybody was excited to be there. Bands playing, different people. And then at one point, I started looking around. Yo, did I? Am I creating some type of super spreader situation? Like outdoors, it's maybe fifteen, eighteen people. But I just started being like, oh, fuck. I'm just, I'm about to be in the goddamn news for this party is somebody gonna die from being it? and it was just i had the worst trip ever because of it because i had never i hadn't had any you know this is a new spot for me so i hadn't had 
it was just a it was a lot of sensory overload and just thought spiraling. And my friend, one of my friends, come up. She said, "You all right?" And I was just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> "I was really, I was gone, dog. I had to take a walk around the block, and it just, it was, it was terrible. Cause I did I just create some type of situation mm. where somebody could die from a fucking jam session just because I kind of got antsy about you know wanting to do something, you know." Yeah. And yeah, it was it was rough. I had I had uh, that was Sunday. I had some a couple appearances or calls and shit to do Monday. Canceled those. I was like, no on camera today. Wow. <laughs> I'm still pulling it back together. It was it was bonkers, man. Yeah, I got back. I immediately got tested, and when I was clean, I was like, that's it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm canceling everything for a while until they come up with some sort of a treatment or until herd immunity is kicked in to the point where you know the virus has dropped down to a a very low level of viral load and people aren't getting real sick it's just if everybody was healthy i would have no worry right but i don't want unhealthy people to die or old people to die. it's it's so complicated man you know i have a few friends i have like nine friends that have got it yeah and everyone's fine but what if they weren't you know i mean there's a lot of people that aren't it's scary. It's weird. Yeah, and it's we were just, scary. Jamie and I were just reading this story about, uh, is it from the UK? Uh, uh, I think it was the mirror. Um, all these people that they're finding that have very minimal symptoms, but then they have this brain disease. Damn. Yeah. Like some inflammation of the brain. And uh, some of them uh, had to be on uh, antipsychosis medicine. One, one lady, what did she saw? Lions in her fucking house? Yeah, a new study that potentially warned, uh, that warned that potentially deadly brain disorders may be a symptom of COVID-19, even in people with otherwise mild disease. The research published today by the journal Brain looked at 40 adult patients with COVID-19 in the UK, finding that they showed symptoms of a wide range of serious brain diseases. Many of the patients had only mild, typical COVID-19 symptoms, such as fever or respiratory issues, and for some, their neurological symptoms were the only sign that they were sick. One 55-year-old woman with no known Current or historical mental illness was admitted to a hospital with recognized COVID-19 symptoms, including fever, cough, and muscle aches. She was discharged after two weeks, having been treated with oxygen, but four days later, her husband reported she was confused and behaving strangely. She then experienced hallucinations, reporting that lions and monkeys. She was seeing lions and monkeys in her house and became delusional and aggressive with her family and hospital staff. She was treated with antipsychotic medication, and her symptoms improved over the course of three weeks, although the study did not, does not confirm whether she made a full recovery. What? Yeah, that's pretty bonkers right there. This fucking disease is bonkers, because for some people, it ain't shit. Right. It's- I know some people that were asymptomatic. They went through the whole thing with nothing. They, 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 had like, they tested positive. They didn't feel it. They, t- they, they chilled. They just quarantined for two weeks. They got retested. They don't have it anymore. They never felt anything. And then I know other people that months later, they can't go up flights of stairs. They're exhausted all the time. They, they got no motivation. They're just everything feels just the world's like they got a weight vest on everywhere they go. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a Fuck few, this disease. It's, it's, uh, it's flipped everything upside down, man. Uh, that's why 
So I've been thinking about where are you going. Uh, think about going to Ghana for a couple months. Oh, <laughs> you're not gonna put it on. <laughs> I'm setting you up. You show me the outfit. Come on, man. This is, you know, this. I actually, I got this in. Uh, <laughs> I got this in uh in uh you know I don't get to go nowhere so you 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 know it's you put on something fly every now and then actually and don't don't show this part don't show that part make sure you don't catch that uh, in the camera uh <laughs> but this is a what this is from uh Singapore a random jacket I got over the holiday I've been thinking about going to Ghana just cuz I I took uh Af African ancestry test Apparently, I'm Ghanaian on my father's side. And I think America is going to be, it's very annoying now, and it's going to be pretty annoying in November. So if I can get out of here October, uh, at least for two, three months, just as an exploratory trip, and get a different perspective to to live from, write from, work from, and just a whole different zone for a bit and really dive in out there. I think now is the is the time to Fuck just yeah. shift. And, and, I love and the see. idea. I love it, especially now, right? You just released a special. It's available free on YouTube right now. Yeah. So, like, what better way to come up with new material than live in Ghana for a few months right before the world explodes. Because <laughs> it's going to fucking explode no matter who wins, man. I'm nervous to be here no matter who wins. It's because it's not a... Biden is not a... It's going to be weird because it's not something to really cheer for. Even if the plan is for him to pass it off yeah. and step down, that's still weird. Yeah. If that's not going to be... That's not smooth. To no. step, hey, I'm old. I'm I won. I'm stepping down. That's that's gonna create a whole zone. The only way that would ever work is if whoever his running mate was was preferable to him, and everybody was excited about it. Like someone who you would have voted for anyway. And we don't even know who the running mate is right now. As of today, July eighth, we don't know who that is. But if the running mate is preferable to him, and we're like, good, he's gonna be a woman. Good, give it to her. Let her yeah. run it. If if it's like that, maybe we'll be okay. But he's not even around. He's hiding somewhere. He's in a basement. I, I just am skeptical of him just because he, he was vice president as an old guy for eight years. That means he was just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> just jealous. Look at Obama. One day, one day. It's too. That's too weird of. That's too weird of a wait. It is weird to make that move. It, at this age, it's, it should be a cap 60 f for president. Well, and and well, I'm only saying 60 to be nice. should really should be, be about like 50. 50, 55. Well, when Reagan was president, he was the oldest president before Trump. And then dementia. Yeah, he wound up getting Alzheimer's, right? Was it Alzheimer's? Uh, I think dementia. I'll just never forget when I was an open micer. It was like 1988. There was a guy named Jimmy Tingle. who was a Boston comedy legend. He had this joke about Reagan on trial, because Reagan was on trial, and they asked him if he ever sold arms to Iran, and he said he couldn't remember. And Jimmy Tingle was like, <laughs> Mr. President, if you ever sell arms to people who hate us, jot it down. 
Eagles. Yeah. Make a note. Put it on your refrigerator. Right. Yeah, uh, you should. You should have some type of reminder. Yeah, he went out, and we thought he was bullshitting. Like the, we were like, she's just pretending he doesn't remember. But then in the end, he didn't remember anything. Like who knows if he remembered that? Yeah, it's uh, the the age thing is. There needs to be uh, a sort of cap because why you shouldn't be first of all your any ambitions you have in your 70s should be private things like carpentry or music fishing music production (laughs) (laughs) it should be private any you shouldn't have anything at 70 that has to do with the larger populace no you go knit you go read and and pursue something you wish you did when you were 32 that's not involving millions of people i say that but then i was i was willing to vote for bernie sanders i was a bernie sanders supporter before he lost you know in the primaries i i felt i felt like his policies were interesting like yeah. it would be an interesting way to shake up the country like let's, let's put focus on on human beings and people and communities instead of just money and foreign interventionist wars. I think Bernie has some interesting policies and he should just, you know, pass them sit off to somebody own, else. Yeah, put them shits <laughs> on a PDF. Is he the only one? Are they, if, they can't be that good if he's the only one that could do them. <laughs> no, he's not the only one. <laughs> pass them off. And be the advisor on the side, you know? Mm, yeah. Have a, you know, have, you know, just give advice, you know, guidance, be the wise sage. Mm, the wise sage. But at that age, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> the travel is, the travel is tough on a young, healthy person. It's tough on us. Exactly. Yeah, when I got back from Houston, I had not done stand-up in a long time, and I was exhausted on Sunday. I was like, fuck, man, I forgot how tiring this shit yeah, is. Yeah, multiple, man, yeah. Flights, getting up in the morning, all that shit. I am very curious, now that this Jelaine Maxwell guy, or lady, got arrested, mm. you know, the Jeffrey Epstein's yeah. confidant. What, what? First of all, how quick before they kill her? Second of all, if they don't kill her, what is she going to say and who's going down? Because there's a lot of people going down. It's, it's pretty bonkers. That I could affect that. the election. You think it could affect the election? 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. So? Well, first of all, Trump used to hang out with that guy. His picture with Melania and Trump and Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine and Fox News cut out Trump. They, cut the, they edited the picture. So that Trump wasn't in the picture, and they're like, well, we made a mistake. Like, bitch, you didn't make a mistake. There's the picture. They were posing, partying together. They hung out. What, um, I know at the end of the the doc on, on Netflix, they said that he had all of those tapes, and uh, all of those rooms were being taped. So I wonder if she has access to that, or did they burn that? That's a good what, question. What's up? Yeah. You know he had a picture of Bill Clinton in a dress in the foyer of his house? Damn. It's a crazy picture. Like, you are my bitch. Because he had Clinton flew with him like 26 times. Look at that. That's a picture. That's a real picture that was in the foyer of his house. How crazy is that? Is that? That's a real picture, man. 
My friend Eric Weinstein that's has a, seen that picture in real life. That's a well, real that's a picture. painting. A, a painting, yeah. Not a photo. A painting. I'm sorry. Oh, but he <clears throat> also he made it to taunt him? He made him. He made it to let him know. Bitch, I own you. Dang. I mean, that's what I'm at. Look, if we were friends, and then you came over my house, and I got a painting. Hey, Hannibal, I want to show you something. Yeah. It's you in a dress. If you and I have been partying together and I flew you to some island and we fuck kids together and then you came over my house and there's a painting of you in a dress, you'd be like, what have I done? Yeah, it just set us all on fire. <laughs> <laughs> just come in with a vest strapped up with dynamite. Hey, everybody, boom! you know what? I don't deserve to live anymore anyway It's so, my actions. It's so crazy because it's one of those things where you would hear about that from like the craziest conspiracy theorists. Like, bro, there's an island. They take all these elites and they have these underage girls on this island. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here with this crazy talk. That is so, that's crazy talk. And then you find out, wait, it's true? And they had scientists there and lawyers there and politicians there. Like, what? There really was an island? Like they had the prince? What's his name? Prince Andrew? Prince Andrew was there? His his part was was funny because they said, no, it's this picture of you. He's like, yeah, that is a picture of me, but I don't remember. Yeah, he was like, I don't hug. I'm a royal. Royals don't <laughs> hug. He just kept it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. me, but I don't I don't know what you... <laughs> yeah, he's... So just blank face, lie like that, and just keep it... No, nope, just keep it news or what it is what it is. Well, why did you see that interview that he did? The full interview? I just saw it in the in the doc. Well, I uh, there's there's an interview with him. I forget who the woman was that was interviewing him. But when you're watching the interview, you're like, "Holy shit, why did you do this?" Like yeah. you know that you're guilty and you agreed to do this interview? Like this isn't even the cops. This is yeah. like a reporter and you're talking to this reporter and you're clearly full of shit and really nervous. This is crazy. The whole thing's crazy. Yeah, it's old, old money, white guy confidence. Right? <laughs> that, but it's also it's royal confidence, yeah. right? They have they have real. Well, they also have crazy libel laws in the UK. Like they can get away with a lot over there because like they could sue you for all kinds of shit. And the royal family, I'm sure, is extremely litigious. This is the whole story. Here it is. J Jelaine Maxwell is allegedly secret video footage of Prince Andrew. Oh Jesus. Pornhub, here we come. <laughs> it just seems like we're in a movie, man. It's like the the movie just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. You know what I've been doing just to turn my brain off? Uh, putting on that show, The Floor is Lava, on Netflix. And yes. just sound off, put music on. Sometimes I put like the Super Mario <laughs> theme, and it, and, it, and it lines up, and I'll play the death music when they fall into something, just to just, it's just good to zone out for a half hour, hour, and just look at something that is not intense at all. Just low, nonsense. Low stakes, chill <laughs> entertainment, just escape a little bit, like watch people try not to fall in the lava. Yeah, my friend Rutledge, Rutledge, he's the host of that. He's a car guy. Shout yeah. out to Rutledge. Yeah, uh, my kids love that show. Yeah, sound they, off. It's a good sound yeah. off show. It's just yeah. red water. Just red. You get it. You don't need to hear anything they say. I don't care about your backstory. Oh, you're all doctors. What? I, I okay. I get it. 
don't want to i don't know what nobody sound like play some tones <laughs> and watch floyd's love just, just let it be a yeah meditation it's great yeah there's like those are the kind of things that are very they're very popular at times like this like we want cartoons almost we want things that are silly no stakes because you can it's so much it's so much news and every area has so much news right now so if you want it you can get it right now because every state has its own individual corona situation so you can kind of get lost in the i'm getting you know lost in the california and Illinois, because that's where I am, where my family is. But then it's everywhere else. And then you kind of forget, oh, yeah, Atlanta's been open for a while. They're shooting stuff in Atlanta. They've been shooting and filming for a month. Oh, what's going on here? What's going on there? So it's just if you – I was able to do it earlier and kind of, oh, shut off and and get off of socials at one point. And then Things got more intense, the George Floyd thing. And then I got back in the news again, like really looking at stuff and and uh and yeah, I I need a I need a cleanse. I don't think people are supposed to take in the news of the whole world. I think it's very bad for you. Yeah. I think cause most of the news you're gonna get is the news of things that are dangerous. So yeah. you're getting things that are dangerous all over the world. So it gives you a distorted perception of the current danger around you. And you think, it's yeah, you think it's everywhere. And it's not. And most of it isn't actionable. Where you you it's news you can take. And like, okay, well I'm gonna do this. Right. And nope. It's just you just take it like that's happening. Just get scared. And or you. So yeah, man. It's uh yeah. You gotta figure out how to keep it keep it mellow, man. I watched uh. Marble races, <laughs> the Marvel Olympics. They race marbles. They race marbles, but the guy, the who sells it is the announcer, because he just, he just, he's locked in the entire time. So he's created. They created this world where it's these marble, and there's different teams the same way NASCAR are different team. And so he talks about it in such a way. He doesn't break at all. You know how NBA announcers, they veer off this weekend. I was at, they, no, the marble guy, he holds the concept together by just like, yeah, then, you know, the marble races, da-da-da-da, the 12, and, then, you know, last week, he's talking about other races. Last week, they got it. They beat them by .3 seconds. And how it, do they race marbles? They just drop them off. Uh, they just they, roll them. They just roll them. This oh, is it, it is. right here. Yeah, and they just. Uh, <laughs> he just. So is there suit. cheating? Like, what if someone oils the marbles? Do they get arrested? It's no humans on camera it's just at one guy all. Doing it. It's just one guy or a couple people off camera. Marbles in the stands. Look at that. Last week tonight, they John just, Oliver that's has new. A, they've gotten big. They've got sponsors now. Yeah, they, that's what? happened this over the past few months. What? Yeah. This video has a million views of marbles. Oh, yeah. This you got to hear the going, commentary. Yeah. The commentary is what it... Desperately trying to better their last outing. We don't have to... It's like it's real Olympics. They do qualifiers and trials and finals and... But there's no people at all. And look no at the people. stands. There's marbles in the stands. <laughs> yeah. We're losing our fucking minds. <laughs> We're losing our fucking minds. <laughs> but that's been going since 2016. Uh, it's... That's oddly compelling. But it's There's longer ones too. Just it just shows <laughs> the importance of execution over uh, ideas are important, but execution is really important because that's 
top-notch execution of what could be a terrible idea in the wrong hands. Marble races. You give me marble races, and isn't that going to be that? Mm. Yeah, some people are designed to be a commentator for marble races. That's their thing. Look at this one. It's got like a little elevator, escalator, takes you to the top, conveyor belt. What's that, Jim? 1.3 million views on this. (laughs) That's so crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy. A bunch of people watching marbles uh-huh. while the world burns. Got to zone out, man. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. So Ghana. Have you been before? No, I've been to Nigeria and and Kenya. Do you know anyone over there? I know a couple folks. Actually, what what really, I told my brother I was thinking about it. And he says, oh, one of my, my old friends from work is from Ghana. Let's all have a, a call. And so we get on the call, and then I think, I'm thinking he's going to say, oh, restaurant recommendations is just, you know, some type of fluff, kind of helpful. But, but the, he took the tri- trip so serious where, they, okay, we're going to have you meet these people. If you want to work on this, we're going to have you do this. And you know, and so it made me take it so serious where it went from being kind of an idea to I guess I'm doing this because wow. I know it's going to be kind of um, laid out in a real structured way. Well, sometimes when I've traveled, I don't I haven't planned thoroughly like that. So I think it's uh it's going to be exciting, man, just to get in a whole a whole different zone. I'm still youngish to to live in another country. Look, so, you're not married. You don't have kids. This is the time to do right. it. Right. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? You know, and you've been very smart with your money. I know you you invest in real estate, so you've yeah. got a bunch of shit going on that's making you money. Why not? Fuck it. Go. It's the good move. I like it. I like the idea just of doing something like that where you completely take yourself out of the normal life. Because for a creative person, I think you can run dry, like in terms of inspiration and experiences. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of chaos around us right now, so there's a lot of things to draw from. But something like going to Ghana. All of my, I've been making, uh, I've been making some music, and so uh, is this uh, show I've been doing called Smoking at Church. It's got uh, James Earl and uh, Jamil Bruner, and it was my first time um, being around a group of people in a while that I didn't know. When I got invited to the studio, it was five or six people. This is pre my mushroom uh, rooftop party <laughs> freak out. But I get to the studio. It was real nerve wracking. Like, man, it's five people in here. Oh, am I going? Huh? It, and it, it was like re-socializing again. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, how y'all, how y'all doing? And hello. Uh, and eventually calmed down. I actually took a shot for the first time. And I hadn't drank since beginning of 2018. But I took a shot just to commemorate being around a group of people again. And I, was, I hadn't drank since then. But that was, uh, and so I started making music with them. And that's been my one place I've been going to besides working at my spot. I've been, you know, hanging out and then just going there. I got three total places that I'd be. Is anybody getting tested? Uh, no, I think we're just going on the you don't seem like you dying act. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real it's been you know i think mostly we keep you want to get tested uh yeah you want to get tested today i can get you tested sure okay all right i'm gonna make a test right now i'm gonna make while we're, while we're sitting here you want to make okay no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna uh schedule it right now uh so it's my songs that i i started coming up with 
they were only about vapes because that's what was happening in the studio. <laughs> like I would bring a vape, somebody stole a vape from the studio or I was smoking on nicotine vape and then it was a bad vape so it gave me the itches. And so I got about four or five songs that are just about vaping because my experiences have been really limited uh, right now and I haven't been digging in the past. Maybe I need to do songs about Muay Thai. Muay yeah. Thai tracks. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Muay Thai, I'm out here. They call me Elbow. You know I'm getting it. <laughs> you think you're going to beat me? Hell no. My roundhouse is whack. But I'm about to kick you back. Yeah, I'm lighting up the pads. Catch me up in Chiang Mai. I can't kick my leg high. <laughs> but the elbow hits you right in your temple. And then you won't be nimble. You'll be all limping. Uh, I don't know. It requires a little work. But there's something there. Yeah, it's just you got to get it out and then you rewrite it. Now, when you go to Ghana, do you have like a plan of what you're planning on doing, or like what what do you want to just go there and write? Do you want to go there and just experience life? And I think I would wanna I would wanna go there and yeah, work, produce, maybe even start directing out there are there regular flights there or because a lot of places are quarantined like i, I know some people that tried to go to italy yeah and they found out you know even though they're letting people back in italy they won't let americans i think by the time i think by september i feel like but who knows this world knows? is crazy yeah. but there's there's been initiatives uh in ghana that they're trying to get black americans to to come live there so i think they would uh the Ghan Ghanaian government would would smooth out the trip, uh, but what, I mean, would it be hard to catch a flight? Like, how many flights are going to Ghana right now? Out of New York, I mean, I'm hoping that things change in in September. I was looking at a site because there's now there's sites like what's going, where can you go? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just looking cabin fever web searching. Where can I? Where can I go? And so it has a, each country, like this world of nomad or something like that. Where like this is what's going on. You can't go there. They're only accepting private flights. In certain countries like you can fly private there. This place you get there, quarantine for fourteen days. So, so it's such a such a weird zone. I thought about going to Newfoundland before the the U.S. and uh, Canada border was closed because I started getting panicky and I was looking at places that had low amounts of cases <laughs> and I saw Newfoundland uh, you know what I gotta go to, maybe I go to Newfoundland and then Trudeau and, and Trump they started talking about closing the border the Canadian US border and I said shit do I I got it it's now or never am I gonna really go to Newfoundland of course I didn't go but it was Newfoundland's interesting they're really into curling up there yeah. I did a show up there and I made fun of curling and people started going hey <laughs> They were mad. <laughs> they were mad. You know what I think of Newfoundland? I think of, pull up this photo of Johnny Cash moose hunting in Newfoundland. Here's another photo that we need to get turned into one of the big metal prints. This is a Johnny Cash wearing like regular clothes, like an old school rifle, like 1965 or some shit like that. Moose hunting. And there he is. Hey. Johnny Cash in Newfoundland. There he is. Look at that. That's the photo. That's the one. That's the one we need. That's the walkie, the walkie-talkie. He called. Hey, I see a, Look I that. see a, Look at the antenna I see thing. a moose on the, <laughs> on the horizon. <clears throat> I see the moose 
I'm a mm. shooter in its eyes. Johnny motherfucking cash. Don't try it. I'm in Newfoundland. Shout out to... Man, I would have loved to meet that guy. Is that a guitar gun? No. That's just a gun gun. That's a moose head right there, son. A lot of moose in Newfoundland. Look at that walkie-talkie thing. He was a baller with that thing back then. Is <laughs> <laughs> That's like a refrigerator with an antenna. Answer the walkie is Johnny. <laughs> look at look at him holding on to it. That's crazy. They probably use them to locate game. You call them in. You call them in. You gotta pretend that you're a a, a female moose that wants some dick. This is how you call them in. You gotta go. That's the moose call. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And then they yeah. start. Do they slow walk or do they run up? They they slow walk. They don't trust you. Yeah. They they come slowly and they make their way around. Usually they circle. Like you could call a moose in and it could take hours before it comes to you. Like you could call a moose in, then it gets dark and you're in your tent. And you hear something stomping around the tent. It's a moose looking for pussy. And then you gotta kill it. Well, you really can't. You can't see it. You know, oh. in the dark in the woods, it's fucking dark. Like you can't really take an ethical shot. Unless uh, the moon's out, and most places have laws against that. Okay. You're not allowed to shoot at night. Yeah, they go, hands up, hands up. Fair. That's how they sound. <laughs> like, that's how bad they want dick. Oh. What's an ethical <laughs> shot versus an unethical shot? You want to have a shot that you know for certain you're going to hit the animal in the vitals and it's going to die. Okay. If you just take a shot at an animal that's really far away and you can barely see it, that's an unethical shot. Okay. You might hit it, but you might not. What uh -huh. you really want is an animal that's like standing still, broadside. So yeah. you want it standing because if an sta animal's standing straight at you, you have to hit it right here. You have a very small, like maybe a softball size area no like a cantaloupe like a cantaloupe sized area that you can hit where the heart mm -hmm. is but if unless you have a rifle if you have a rifle it opens up a, a realm of possibilities i'll take a frontal shot with a rifle but if an animal's standing broadside then you have a very large area that you can hit i, I thought an ethical shot is when the animal makes eye contact and say <laughs> do it Please. I fucking hate this life. Do it. These bitches are moaning by the time I get there. Another moose is always there. I'm depressed. I hate my job. And when they when they walk in, they make noises like... That's what the moose does. The male moose. The bull. You gotta make a moose sounds mixtape. Soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few animals that like anybody can make the noise. Like you can't yeah. make an elk noise. Elk noises are hard. Really? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I you want, I, is it? I'm good at noise. Like specific noises, I can sometimes. Sometimes I, I'll, I'll get them. Have I'm you no, ever heard? I'm an no elk? Michael Winslow, but every now and then there's a noise, and I I got it. He's the only guy that's made a career out of noises. Like if you say like a noise guy, like Michael Winslow as comedians, mm -hmm. he's the known noise guy. Pablo a little bit. Okay, a little bit, yeah. Um, but either way, he's not doing an elk sound. You ever heard an elk scream? No. Pull up a video of an elk scream. It sounds like some Lord of the Rings shit. It doesn't even sound like a real animal. When you hear them in real life, it's it like gives you goosebumps. It's like, holy fuck. Like, if you didn't know what was making this sound, you would think there were demons in the woods. Okay. 
Have you heard them scream like this? When they scream, it's the bulls. They're screaming to let the cows know what's up and to let the other bulls know to step the fuck back. So I'll back off of yes. the mic for my... Okay. Nope. It's a tough one. Yeah, you ain't going to do that one. You need a tube. You need like a Phelps elk call. Yeah, Phelps. That's hand a hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Drink hand sanitizer? No, don't drink it. You'll get drunk. You'll be like Kitty Dukakis. You don't want that shit. This video says they're actually making two sounds at once, which is oh. already hard enough for us to do. Yeah? But it's a whistle with a roar. Oh. Okay. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> And then the females have a different sound. They're like, meow, meow. They have like a, like, come, come get some pussy. I can't do the noise of the female either. Female's like a mew. It's like a, it's a weird sort of noise. Point is, they make uh, crazy noises. I don't even know how the fuck we got on this. Uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash hunting. Newfoundland. 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 Right. Johnny Cash. Moose, El- like the noises, yeah. soundboard, and then you said mm. making the app. You said you're going to get the app going with the Joe Rogan <laughs> Moose soundboard, and you're going to get it. And Apps are expensive. I don't think there's a lot of value in a soundboard with animal noises. Sometimes you just got to do it for the love of the game, man. <laughs> it, ain't about, it ain't about turning a profit every time, man. You take some uh, L's for fun. Uh, <laughs> I wish it was easier to make an app. I've looked into having apps made. It's fucking complicated. Have you ever made an app or had an app made? No, I haven't. I haven't had one made. It's I, complicated. Uh, yeah, you got to, I mean, you, I guess you get a, you got to get some people. I'm thinking about having a game made. Really? Yeah. What kind? Just uh, on Roblox. <laughs> oh, no. My kids are addicted to that fucking game. Just a game made based on the comedy special, loosely. Oh. Just, like all the subjects that you talk about in the comedy special? I'm not sure about all, but maybe finding one angle of it and then stretching that out. Like the arrest story? The arrest story, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, and, and having it be in a that game. That could work. Uh, Jamie told me that uh, it was Grand Theft Auto. They have like places you can go, like you can watch a comedy show, right? Wasn't that? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, I don't. <clears throat> I haven't played it since they've expanded it in the last like two years, because that game came out like 10 years ago now. Yeah. pretty crazy. But. No, the, the one in New York, they had the, the that Laugh Factory that was in Times Square was on the game, and Cat Williams was on there, and I think, Patrice and you could just go in, in there and watch them do stand up, or or Patrice was on the radio, but Patrice was definitely on there. Yeah, you could just go in there, yeah, and 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 watch them perform. I think JB Smooth was on the radio too. Grand Theft Auto is, uh, yeah, that's how look at this. Yeah, it's Cat. Yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy. Look at this. Oh, that's his real <laughs> intro, too. <laughs> wow. Well, and it's 10-year-old graphics, too. Yeah. Like, if they did this today... Oh, that's hilarious. Like, they even mimic his the way he walks. 
He probably did mocha. Yeah, the yeah. probably just captured him. But look, it's a socially distanced crowd. <laughs> they didn't, you know, it's probably complicated in terms of animation to fill the crowd up. That's wild. Yeah, it's a shitty animation, though. Yeah, I think they had a TV or something. You could just sit and let go, and this might have been like a show on it or something like that. How know. strange. Split Sides Comedy Club. Yeah, with the animation they have now, there's a new video that's out now that's got the new Unreal Engine, and we played it on here. It doesn't even look like a video game. You like you when people walk, little specks of dust kick up from their feet, touching the dirt. What game? It's what is it's a. It was basically like a. Uh, it was just a concept, but they kind of showed like a Tomb Raider ish. Watch this. Type. Look at this. Uh, you can look at this screen too if you want to face forward. Look at it right here. Look at this. This is shows you what all the pixels are, but this is what it looks like. I mean, what the fuck, man? Oh, on the five, yeah. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? That looks so amazing. Unreal Engine Three is that what it is, five. Jamie? Five. Five now. Look at that. Yeah. That's, this is that's fucking awesome. crazy. So if they did that and did like you do in stand up, they could literally get it to the point where it looks like you doing stand up now. Like, look, like her movement's a little odd, right? It's good. They call that the uncanny valley, the difference between reality and, like, obvious bullshit. It's like it gets real close to reality. To It makes you feel weird watching it because your brain is going, am I watching bullshit or is this a real person? God damn, that's amazing. Like, look at the graphics. It's insane. Hey, I, I dove heavy into the gaming when when quarantine started did you it was i play a lot of nba 2k well i played and i played more than i've played in a in a long time because it was just now it was i had no sleep schedule i I was playing for 12 hours straight sometimes and just locked in like a crazy person because it was it was escape escapism like i I have a real problem with video games. We have a whole video game room back there, like a land yeah. land room. I don't even go in there anymore. I just stay away from it, like like I'm an alcoholic and it's a bar. I can't go in there. We tell him, Jamie. We were pl- we were playing hours every day to the point Jamie was telling me I had a problem. He would leave. He was like, I'm not playing anymore. I'm like, where are you going? Get back here, bitch. He would yeah. take off. And <laughs> go forever. It was bad, right? Yeah. It was bad, like hours and hours every day. We would get done with the podcast. I couldn't wait to go play. I'd be like, good night, everybody. <laughs> Run right over there, boot it up, get online, start talking shit. And we were talking crazy shit to each other. Come on, bitch. And just like killing each other, like hours and hours and hours. But when I would leave, I would we play Quake, Quake Champions. My hands would be sweaty. I would feel like like I'm nervous. I'd leave. I'd be driving home and like, I don't feel good. I feel mm. bad. Like, I physically was feeling bad. Yeah. And then I started, like, sleeping bad. I was thinking, I'm putting my body through all this crazy stress. Like, when you're playing and you're you're locked onto that screen and it's, like, this heavy, intense combat and your, your hands are sweating and, like, you're so adrenaline jacked that when you get out of there, it's almost like you're drunk or you, like you, you just got off a drug or you drank too much coffee or something. You feel terrible. Yeah, the shooters can put you in a uh, – I don't play – Call of Duty or anything. Like, I play a little GTA, but that's a different energy. 2K was just really, I was locked in and, and I was doing a lot of research. I started researching how to, you know, upgrade your character. There's, there's the badge system where, you know, if you're a point guard, you get certain badges. Like, oh, the, you know, the dimer, and that means you able to pass better. And so all these other specific attributes you can 
you can upgrade. How do you upgrade? Do you have to pay? You can you can pay you can or you could play and get the experience and then you oh. as you keep on getting points you get better you, you actually get, get better. better but then it takes a while if you're not great at the game so i found out that there is a service where people just will play the game and and you can they'll just upgrade your character i've heard about that for those role playing games those yeah. <laughs> just gigantic multiplayer games where you you'll hire people and they have like sweatshops where people just play your game constantly. People and just then play upgrade, the game, upgrade your character. Yeah, because I was I was trying to upgrade the character. And it was taking too long, and it was in it. And I just knew I knew there was a better way. And then somebody told me, you like, you don't have to do that. You can just pay somebody eighty bucks, and they'll do it over a weekend. And I pay somebody. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is much better. And so you pay this guy, and then you came back with refreshed skills. Character was on point. Yeah. <laughs> Character was on point. Because the thing is, there's the park on NBA 2K. And so that's kind of open world. Other people have their characters. And so if you. So the park is like you're playing against other folks. You're playing against other folks. They have oh. their own outfits. And so you can see what everybody's rated. It's real, you know, it's a real social thing going mm. on with, okay, everybody's here at 95, 97. You can't. Can you hear them talk shit? I don't want to hear anybody. I could, but I don't really like talking to folks like that because it's too it's too direct. But, what is this guy doing uh, here, Jamie? I wasn't trying to show you the guy talking. I was trying to show the video of the park so you could just yeah. see oh. the visuals of it. But it's not. It's it's in the middle of this guy's video. Oh wow! So yeah, that's the park. There's different three on three games, two on two. Oh wow! And so do you do you have to wait in line and then you get Sometime, into a game? Yeah. So you those are the, those little circles out of waiting spots. Uh, so you can either play randomly or you could come through. I, I meet up. That's why I meet up with people during quarantine. Me and my cousin. Hey, you going to the park? Yeah, let's go to the park at seven. Then we team up, God, and then we play the against people. Graphics are amazing. I think this is it's actually live. Someone playing. The, so they have a two K league. Oh yeah. <laughs> now like all most of the real teams have their own team. Like this is so they have standings and whatnot for wow. a real. And this is what they're showing on ESPN now. Wow. There's not real sports, but. This is close. Wow. Yeah, sometimes you'll end up playing against one of those people in a in a random game. You're like, oh, they're processing this way differently than I. Like, they got to, do I even have the same system as them? Because how are they doing it? Now, but, it's all um, consoles, right? It's not on a computer. There is uh, the most, most players on PS4 and uh, Xbox, but there is on PC. And PC is where there's hackers. I don't play on PC, but I watch videos of some PC YouTubers. And so sometimes they'll just have a, a, a player that is 40 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see this. It's this one guy, Trey, I think his name, and it's just his videos is him watching uh, hacker videos. And it'll be somebody that's, their arms are going across the whole park. A hacker can just kind of change the dynamic of the entire park because i guess yeah you know it's not as secure as uh the sense. xbox server uh yeah those are, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, that's hilarious he's like a spider yeah oh my god that's so funny that is so funny oh my god of course pc people do that of course that's this the same with Quake. That was always a problem. Guys would have aiming bots, yeah. and they could just shoot you every time you showed up anywhere. You would get hit. Like they never missed, so yeah. you ne you you just couldn't beat them. 
Yeah, it's it's a difference. It's fucking kids. You know what game? You you hear Overcooked? No. Overcooked is a co-op game where it's you you work in a kitchen and it's just you putting together different meals. Like you 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 and you and the person are going against two people. And you all have to put together the most burgers and serve them. This is it, right? Oh, here. I do know this game. My fucking wife and my kids play this stupid game. Don't they? Do make they get pizza. hyped up during they it? They get real hyped up. Yeah, I'm like, it's what are you stressful. doing? It's like, so you, you're it, playing pizza making. This uh, is so stupid. It's something about it that it, it hits a different <laughs> part of the brain where you get hyped, and it really shows who people are. Under uh, pressure and and it's and it's intense. They start I, yelling at each other. Get the tomatoes. Cause I was talking to my cousin. I was talking to my cousin Percy. I was like, why does this game get me more hype than being in a war game and shooting people and getting shot at? Cause violence has kind of been, you know, we desensitized to a video game violence. At least it's not this, but you know, being in a kitchen is kind of almost close to real life, and so messing up in the kitchen. Hmm. It it does something to you. I don't know. I played it once. I was like, this is stupid as fuck. I don't care what happens with this pizza. Was your team? Who was on your team? I don't remember. One of my daughters. See, see, <laughs> so leadership is important in this game. I got too. you a COVID test today at six. Oh, thanks. So man. we're good to go. All right. We'll find out what's up. And also, I've got two tests for you. The current test to find out if it's in your system, and also an antibody test. Okay. To see if uh, it used to be. All right. Like if you you might have kicked it. A lot of people kicked it. and They didn't even know. It's really yeah. weird. We'll see. Day. We'll see. What what direction will Do you my take day take? Uh sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I started taking a good amount of uh I take vitamin I take some zinc. That's good. Some vitamin B. B's good. And Adderall. That's a vitamin, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like a like maybe the best vitamin. Uh, no, uh, D is very important. Mm -hmm. D is real important. Yeah, especially. Whoa! Hey man, sneaky! You know, hey dog! You Dude, know, like a magician. Got jackets. Got. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just be in my house with stuff. I'm like, you know what? I gotta bring some of this stuff. <laughs> How are you feeling without doing stand up? Is it weirding you out? Um. No, I you know dropping a special made it kind of weird, just because there's a lot of movement that's usually associated with a release. You know, mm -hmm. going to do TV. Usually, you in New York and LA, you probably pop up at the comedy club a couple times that week, and so that was that was kind of a, a very weird foreign feeling to have a big drop. Um, and then, and then that, happened. and I think that's what kind of led to me throwing a little jam on my roof was like, I need it. I was like, it's feel too weird. I got to have some type of little gathering, you know mm. what I mean? Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been getting, uh, my outlet has been music as far as just being able to hang out and, you know, crack jokes and, 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 and be creative, uh, and I've been seeing it. There's drive-through shows happening. I'm thinking about doing some drive-through, uh, some drive-in screenings. Bert Kreischer's been doing a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. He did one with uh, Miss Pat and Jesus Trejo. It looked like fun, man. They're on stage and they had 700 cars. That's how wow. they, they put it. Instead of like 700 people in the audience, they had 700 cars. 
And there's Bert's got a video of it. It's pretty badass. When the people are applauding at mm -hmm. the end, they they're honk. honking their horn yeah. and flashing their lights. Yeah. And he said it was like a, like UFOs landing. It's wild. It's all these headlights, yeah. 700 cars. Are they all um, on stage is. at once? Um, no, no. I mean, they did sets. I mean, they did it like a comedy show. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the thing that I wonder about as a performer. Look at the, the grilling. And, <laughs> and trying to ride the wave, you know what I mean? Right. But look it, at that, Miss Pat. There also, people is. outside the yeah. car is kicking it. Look, man, this is wild. That looks like a lot of fun. He said it was great. He loved it. And he said the fans were going nuts. But he did some shows. He did one show in Oklahoma, and yeah. they were supposed to socially distant. It was supposed to be 120 people in the audience. There was 347 people. They stuffed him into the place, and he was like, I don't feel safe in here. Like, right. what the fuck are they doing? Like, what did they do? No one had masks on. Like, 10 people had masks on. And this is them at the end. See, this is like real social distancing, right? Now, right. as long as they're all tested, and look at that. Look at the, all the crowds, like all the, all the cars. They had fireworks. <laughs> Like Bert's, and this was Bert's idea, all his idea. Drive-in movie theaters are making a comeback now. Oh. There was a, there's a movie that's out now. This is a fucking horror movie that's supposed to be real good. I forget. It's like a one-word name about a haunted house or some shit. It looks fun. But they're releasing it July 3rd in drive-in movie theaters and then July 10th on demand. So, yeah. like, they're doing everything now. Like, basically, movies have to come out on your Apple TV or... Amazon or whatever, which I love. I don't want to go to the movies, but I want the movies to stay open. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'll do. Yeah, I just yeah, putting a special out and and it is kind of reignited. Where I I wanna I wanna get in front of a a crowd again and and just uh, talk some shit, man. You think you're gonna do stand up in Ghana? Yeah, they speak a lot of English there. Yeah, they speak a lot of English. Wow. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great trip. It was you know my first traveling. I went to the whole situation kind of had me feeling stuck, even though I could have been making moves or doing you know say like in March and April where I could have been doing stuff, but I kind of because of media and just every I just kind of felt trapped in the crib, even though there was still options. And so towards the end of May. My sister lives in Phoenix. I'm going to go visit them and stay in Phoenix. And just getting prepped for the trip was so, because I hadn't used my book bag in months and just all the little stuff that came with traveling. When I found my book bag, it felt like, you know, a warrior picking up his sword. But it was like, oh, I genuinely, I teared up, like, getting my bag again. Because I hadn't, it was like, oh, yeah, I used to go to shit and do shit and picking my bag up made me emotional um and then being there at their place after you know i live alone so it's a family of four they had two teenagers so it was nice to be in a house with structure like they run you know they work from home now but you know the kids got school so it was it was night because I would go to bed sometimes at eight in the morning just because I had nothing. I was just you know going to bed at eight, waking up at weird, to waking up at midnight sometimes. <laughs> I, it was the life I, of a comedian. I man. had a crazy schedule, man. So it was just nice to be in a like whoa whoa this is a functioning. How oh this is what you know, 
structured normalcy is and it, it was and it was really helpful for me i needed it then just being just being around them after that that time and hanging with my nephew and niece and it was uh it was really necessary it makes you appreciate like normal like one of the things about the lockdown it makes me appreciate like meals like sitting down and having meals with my family mm -hmm. like we didn't we didn't go to any restaurants at all for like three months right and then you know it makes you appreciate like it, like it made me appreciate having food because in the beginning I was thinking like what if we run out of food mm. like what do we do like I have a gun and I have bullets and I know how to hunt and I, I know where some deer are in my neighborhood I've been keeping an eye on them like no bullshit just yeah. in case just in case shit gets weird just you ain't you ain't got no vegetables in the garden you straight to the deer well if I it's between vegetables and deer you can't live that long on a small garden yeah. You can live for months on a deer. Like any, I can shoot one deer and I'll eat that fucker for three or four months. Wow. But if you have like four tomato plants and like some kale, you got some celery, good luck. You got like three salads out of that shit. I know a few people that, that bought guns when shit was first starting to go down. They just... They a lot bought, of people bought guns. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people came to me and asked, to, like, how do you get one? Like, what do I have to do? Like they were asking people that like were ne negative about guns before. Like I have a buddy of mine. His wife is like, "You're never getting a gun. We're never having a gun in this house." He's like, "Okay, fine." The lockdown happened. She goes, "You got to get a gun immediately, right away." He and he called me up laughing. He's like, "She yeah. told me I have to get a gun." I'm like, "Ah!" <laughs> hey, people change their minds. They change their minds in front <laughs> of real danger. You know, it's real danger. You know, when shit was getting real weird. And this was before the riots and the looting. This was this was just during the yeah. lockdown. People started getting nervous about food. When they started seeing people have fist fights over toilet paper, they're like, whoa, people are losing their shit. The toilet paper situation was really uh, shocking to see because I just had, I had lots of wipes anyways, just in general. I just had lots of wipes on deck. Yeah, and you're going to be okay if you have a washcloth and some water. You yeah. can wipe your ass. <laughs> It's not that big a deal. You need food. That's what you need. I mean, you could clean a washcloth. It's not that, as long as you have water, you have water and soap. Well, you're good. You don't really need toilet paper. You're going to be okay. You yeah, need food. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't want to put them, that shit on the washcloths, really, though, unless it gets dicey. You do what you got to do. You, no you do what deal. you got to do when it's time to go number two and the <laughs> apocalypse come for you. Mm-hmm. 2020. <laughs> 2020. Without a doubt, the weirdest year ever. Right? Um, in my adulthood. Yeah. My, yeah. my whole life. There's no no time ever weirder. Yeah, the global the global pandemic. You know, I was uh uh my girlfriend lives in Hong Kong and we met out there over the holiday. And uh, so she was over here. Hong Kong is going through some shit right now. Hong Kong is going through some shit, but she had the early, she had the early window on COVID. So when she was heading back there at the beginning of February, and she was looking for masks while we were in New York, and shit. And it was like February second, third. She was looking for masks. And I was like, "What are you? you I need some masks to go back." Is the I was like, "Why are you gonna go back there? It's fucking great." And so 
I remember, you know, I'd FaceTime and she'd be at work with a mask on, just like, you know, February 15th, 16th, that zone. And I would look at her like, that's crazy. Look at you. <laughs> 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 look at y'all. Hey, nobody's at work. That's insane. What? You just, you just sitting there with a mask on all the time? Wow. What is that like? Little did I know. I would find out. Little did you know. It's <laughs> normal life now. I was really oblivious thinking, oh, that's gonna, that's over there. And it, it, I got an early look at the shit. And it was just like, oh, damn, that sucks. You should. I was really telling her, like, you should escape there and come here. And <laughs> Hong Kong's safer now. <laughs> uh, you should wait it out. <laughs> Over here, <laughs> which is so bonkers to look back at. I was, no, come to America. We don't got that shit over like it's in Hong Kong. Man, it's insane. Now, unenthroned, crazy COVID jam session. Who knows? And then being worried about it. Being worried. And then had a full on uh, meltdown. Like, <sighs> real, like, mm. walked up to the, <laughs> just try to. <laughs> You know, it's, it's one thing to sit down at a house party, but like shut down a, a jam session and just like walk up to the keyboard. It's like, hey, uh. <laughs> <laughs> kill it. Yeah, looking at the we drummer like, no, no, no. Keep no, everybody no. alive. What we yeah. need is a test that you can just like a real quick saliva test, census style. Yeah, but just yeah, everybody walks in, lick that thing. Okay, you're good. Okay, you're good. Okay, you're good. Oh, you're not good. <laughs> like. Know who's clean. Let everybody in. Yeah. I mean, if we did that, it would change everything. If they had some sort of a, a test, like a real easy saliva test, just lick it and you know. We could wipe this shit out in a week. The test now is all... Right? It's all what do you mean? The... Oh, it's, no, it's easy now. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be like that. They used to go deep in your nostrils, like way up into your sinus cavity. But now it's just the inside of your nose. It's nothing. No discomfort mm -hmm. at all. It's like a little Q-tip. It just goes inside the nose. They swab it around a little bit for like 10 seconds. They dip it into some sort of a solution. They send it off, and you'll know tomorrow. And then the antibody test that you'll do, this is the FDA-approved antibody test. They take a, You just squeeze your finger like that. They, take, uh, they put a little prick on the tip of your uh, finger. A little blood comes out. They put it in a thing, and you know in 10 minutes. Okay. It's easy. I'm sure you're fine. I'm looking at you right now. I feel good. Look, I'm good at this. Trust me. Good. Let me see. You're good. I think you're good. <laughs> I'm good. Have you been writing? Do you write, write? Do you like sit down and write your stand up or do you just like have ideas and work them out on stage? Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah, I'll write some and then just have some, some ideas. Uh, here's, here's my, here's my COVID game show idea. It's uh, you get four people, line them up, put masks on them, and uh, it's a uh, it's a game show called uh, Who Said That? Cause everybody got mask on, you know. Who said that? And then my other one, uh, it's a bad joke. You got to get these out your system before you hit the. <laughs> and, uh, now the, you know, everybody's wearing masks. The the bank robbers got to write robber on his mask. You've been spending a lot of time alone. <laughs> this is strange. <laughs> you know, you, folks, COVID is, is cra crazy.
What is this obsession with uh, becoming a game show host that you have in your your special? <laughs> <laughs> it's not an obsession. It's just trust me. I've done it. Yeah. Don't do it. It's not an obsession. It's just it's just kind of you know that's the career path. Yeah. It, that that happens. And I Bro, have been offered a lot of game shows, and I come, say not yet. They come with a large cheddar. Yeah. They haven't made it undeniable for me on the game show side yet. If I was in the same position I was when I took Fear Factor, I'd take it again. Because yeah. it changed my life. Changed my life. Gave me freedom. Like, real freedom. But it's a job. There's a big difference between doing that and doing stand-up. When you do stand-up, you're having fun. Mm-hmm. When you're doing Fear Factor, sometimes you're having fun. But it's a job. You're working. It was a great job. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's Very why thankful. I think on the game show side, I really just got to put my energy into who said that, um, the COVID game show. I what think if that, Steve Harvey retires from Family Feud? That's an easy one. I would do Family Feud. I wouldn't do Family Feud. It's an easy one. No. It's an easy one. Survey says. Yeah. I remember back when Richard Dawkins Then you it. in the airport and just people asking you random shit. Mm, good point. <laughs> Ding. Good point. <laughs> Good and point. then they just, you know. What you about gotta... Drew Carey's got prices right? That's an easy one. It looks easy. I don't think it's just. I don't think it's for me. I enjoy some <laughs> of them, but just me and and what I I think I I as a regular gig, I gotta be the one creating it. The and thing so about the, the Drew Carey who thing, said though, that Drew Carey seems like he's just max. stacking money. <laughs> he's stacking money like, and no one even knows about it. Well, Pat Sajak. Will of Fortune's been on for how, my entire life. Right, but Pat Sajak's <laughs> not a comic. What did he do before Will of Fortune? He didn't do anything. He was born on the set. <laughs> <laughs> he grew up there. He's been doing that forever. Uh, he's not a comic, though. Maybe maybe he was at one point in time. Maybe. I don't think so, though. He's not a comic. I, have you ever heard of Pat Sajak? He doing... was a former weatherman and talk show host. There you oh, go. Okay. Yeah, that I makes sense. Right. Yeah, so he hit the jackpot. But like who else? What other comics have done game shows? Uh, Howie Mandel. Howie. He's done a, a gang of them, right? He had that one Deal or No Deal. He had more than one, right? And he did. Uh, oh, that was Deal or No. That was Deal or No Deal. I was thinking of something else. Uh, deal or No Deal was a winner. Like, why did they ever stop that show? I think they might. Well, not live now. But I think they were still like they were touring it. I think I don't know if it's. I mean, it might. It would move to like CNBC instead of primetime TV. It's uh. still being produced all the time. Like, who wants to be a millionaire still on TV? Mm. See, I don't think I've quite sold you on who said that. So <laughs> let's really dive into the concept. Okay, uh, four people wearing four masks. Four people wearing masks. Yeah. Somebody says something. I would like it if one of them was COVID positive. One of them COVID positive. Yeah. Why? Just for the fuck of it. Just for the fuck of it. Up the stakes. That's season three when people get bored. Yeah. Season three. Season three art COVID. But, and then once somebody says something, but it's not much movement. Right. And then you gotta gotta, gotta just guess. Yeah, you gotta guess. Who said that? Hmm. 30 second episodes. (laughs) You shoot 500 of them in a day. (laughs) It's on YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a bad idea. Who said that? Was it him? Who said that? Was it Tim? Was it Jim? Jesus Christ. <laughs> How high did you get before you came here? No, this is just, this is me, man. CBD. It's the Kill Cliff CBD. These are good, right? Very addictive. He's a, he's a smooth. He's good a smooth. for you. Yeah. I'm addicted to these. 
That actually is not a bad idea for a show. As long as they didn't, like, you could guess. And especially if it's like they said things that were, were like, closely related to what they did. Like, maybe you can ask them what they did. Like, uh, and then figure out who would say what. Mm-hmm. I think keeping it simple and mm. quick for these short attention spans. Like, and then maybe that's somebody that becomes a legend on the show. Mm. And they just kind of, it's somebody, and maybe it's scripted, maybe it's real, <laughs> but it's somebody that say, who said that? And they're like, boom. And they say, whoa, that was fast. They just know. This episode's over. Intro's longer than the episode. Intro's 15 second episode four seconds. Now let me know. On. Let me know how how this sells. I'm gonna um yeah. Take it out. I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take it out onto the you know, the video conferencing circuit, just different <laughs> do some meetings. I think they're filming things now because Felipe uh had a thing on his Instagram where he said he's he's uh, he's on a new show. Or it might be a movie. And they're they're going to the set on Monday, and he's all excited. He's he was talking about the protocols and all the different shit they have to do for COVID, but they're fucking filming. But what I was saying is like, if you're filming, you have to go home at the end of the day. What if you go home and you go out and you catch it, and then you come back to the set? Like, how often are they testing you? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't. If someone gets it, like if you're the star, and you get it, what do they do? They lock the show down for two weeks and then come back. If the that. star gets it, I think it's it. It's I over. think I heard they say it goes by number on the call sheet. <laughs> so if the star gets it, then they cough in everybody else's mouth, and then herd herd immunity, and then mm. the show goes on because you know. Mm. What'd you say? Uh, I think when I, this was happening uh, or starting, Tyler Perry's production team was saying that they're gonna like lock the whole team down in quarantine together in like a, one hotel. And then they all go to the set. And so nobody everything. leaves. Right, yeah, yeah. Everybody gets tested. Nobody. Tyler Perry can do that, though, because he's, yeah. right. he's got his own studio. Facility, he's yeah. his own boss. He's got it locked up. He doesn't have to deal with any bullshit. He's all non-union. He's, he's, like, he's got a complete system. I think I heard they do it quick, quicker than normal, too. They do it in a couple of weeks as opposed to like a month or two. Mm. Yeah. He's got an island. Tyler Perry's got a fucking island. Yeah. That's next level. You going to get an island? No. No? No. I'm not interested in an island. Really? No. You sure though? Because you, you... I want a ranch. I don't want an island. You might want to... Because remember, I think last time I was on here, or the time before that, I was talking about getting a Tesla, and you said, don't get a Tesla. Now you got a Tesla. Yeah, but that was... <laughs> <clears throat> that's true. But I got that because Elon talked me into it. He was willing to do my show. I said, all right, man, I'll do, I'll buy a Tesla because he did my show. But okay. then once I got it, I was like, he's right. Yeah. It's dope. Mm-hmm. You have one? Mm-mm. Dude. They're the craziest cars ever. Like, every other car seems dumb. It's it's so fast. It's it's so fast it doesn't even make sense. Like, it defies physics. It just goes. Yeah. It takes off. Like And then it's, you got this giant screen for the navigation, and then it drives itself. It the does, driving itself part. It's amazing. Everything's amazing about it. You can play video games on it. It got that fart thing, too. It's got the fart thing if you hit the, the blinkers. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. like to do that. The fart. It's a solid car. What kind of car you drive? I got an Infinity. It's not mine. I started renting. I was renting from this guy, and I was starting to shop for a car. And then 
the pandemic happened. So then I just just held on to. I held car. on to the rental because I didn't know if I was just gonna have to escape. I probably drove it once or twice the entire month of April. But you have a lot of money. Like, why wouldn't you just get a car? I was shopping for cars, but then pandemic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I started. I was like shopping in. So you were renting early March to see if you like it. No, I was just renting it because I would rent through this app, Turo. It's like Airbnb oh. for cars. And then I started just renting directly from this guy instead of just because it less fees for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and it was just, we just text and he'd bring a car. It was smooth. And I was starting <laughs> to look for a car because it wasn't making sense to keep renting from him. And then, you know, COVID. And COVID, mm. I was mm. shopping for a car. And then the virus came and said, stop. The only but thing I saw the Carvana. You saw Carvana commercials what? they put on who? What's Carvana? Carvana is like we'll bring the car to you, and then we'll socially they deliver, socially distance car delivery. But they're breathing buy, in the car. How are they buy doing a that? car? And I don't know. They bring, they're driving, so they have to touch it. Maybe they that, they, maybe they wear a hazmat suit. I don't know how they. There got it is. It. Oh, they drop it off on a they back of a truck. Off. Yeah. We'll oh, Carvana. I should have. Wow. They have 11,850 vehicles, and they just drop it off on a flatbed, and they don't even touch it. The new hmm. way to buy a car. Wow. Have it or pick it up at a vending machine. You seem like a dude who would like a fun car. You need something fun in your life. Dodge Dart. Dodge Dart on 22s. <laughs> <laughs> they're still doing that in Miami. I was in Miami and they had these like uh like a Caprice classic on giant I saw a BMW seven series on these giant fucking wheels. They look like they're twenty seven inch wheels. I was like, that is the cra- it's like a wagon. Like you're yeah. driving around in an old covered wagon. My yeah, you gotta have solid parking skills for that or you're gonna scuff the rims on it too. You gotta yeah. be parking good. Yeah, each you gotta time. be careful with your parallel my, parking. My parallel parking game is I've just given up and gone around the block again sometimes <laughs> on, on certain situations where I've I thought about just going to some type of school, just a specialized just to get parallel back, parking. Just the parallel parking intensive course get a car that does it for you like yeah lexus there's a certain lexus the sedan that you just press a button and it'll power all park i know that i know that there's some that'll do it but you want to be able to because it's not like i can't it's sometimes i nail it and then other times it's just it's practice think about when you first started doing stand-up mm-hmm. probably weren't as good as you are now you gotta practice yeah just just go somewhere with his cars Start just parking. Keep parking. Just park, park a lot. Bounce. Just today, take today, a day. Saturday. Just take a day. Yeah, Saturday's park day. I'm parking. Park. Parking all day with a full tank of gas. Boom. Try it on busy streets. That's the real thing is mm, the pressure parking right. when the people behind you. Yeah. They're giving you room, but and then you got to kind of block out that noise. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of noise, how have the fighters liked being in, in like in, in the situation now i like have some some love it some love it yeah. yeah i think some miss the crowd but some love it because it's first of all it's real quiet no distractions you don't you don't have the energy of people screaming at you mm-hmm. you can just focus on the fight um and it's a lot like just being in a gym yeah it's a lot like sparring you know so you could you could look at it that way um i like it as a commentator i'm just like i was just uh 
just talking to Louis about Louis CK about this. I was like, I don't know if it's better. Like, I kind of like it. I don't. I miss the crowd in some ways, mm-hmm. but I kind of like no crowd because you can focus. Yeah, it's they're different. They're very they're different things. Like one of them is insane. Like if you go to a Conor McGregor fight, and it's in a packed T-Mobile arena, and Sinead O'Connor's screaming, singing, and the fucking green mist is on the air and everything. It's wild. It's a it's a spectacle. But there's something about the Apex Center where it's just. Me and Daniel Cormier and John Anik and fucking Bruce Buffer screaming to nobody. There's nobody in the arena. And then the <laughs> fighters walk out. It's weird. And then when they're hitting each other, man, you hear fucking everything. You hear every every shot to the ribs. You hear the you hear breathing heavy. You hear wincing. You 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 hear like you hear all that shit. You hear you hear them talk shit to each other. It's uh it's very different. It's very different. There's something stunning about someone getting really fucked up where there's no crowd noise. Like Francis Ngannou, who's the scariest person on the planet Earth, he knocked out uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike in like 20 seconds. And uh, Rosenstrike is also a big, scary dude. You know who Francis is? I know Francis. Fuck, he's terrifying. Hmm. And he, all he has to do is connect on people, right? So he, boom, 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 and Rosenstruck is out cold, and there's no sound. It's just him walking off, Rosenstruck's out cold, and we're sitting there going, holy shit, this is wild. It's like there's no one there. There's no scream of the crowd. It's just the violence of it all, the explosion is so stunning. It's all, it's stunning. It's weird. I wonder what's, if you're going to take an L, I wonder what is better for the psyche to not, it's probably to not have that cheer it's right just because then it's like a regular street fight it is like sparring where like yeah. you don't get to hear right twenty thousand people cheering your potential as long concussion. as you stay offline for a couple weeks yeah you just get off twitter <laughs> that's the the fact that people go on people's social media that are fighters to taunt them after oh. they lose a fight you gonna are you gonna go square up you just going you got knocked out. Uh, yeah, by a pro. Like, why are you? Like, it feels like a weird move to dig in. Oh, it's a, a bitch move. It's a bitch move for sure, but it's a real common bitch move. It's super, it's, it's 100% guaranteed it's going to happen. Absolutely. If you get flatlined, someone's going to come along and go, bah! And they're going to have that thing from Friday with Chris yeah. Tucker. You got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. They're going to have that. That's going to come up. Fry, uh, Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. You're going to have people taunt you. Like, some guys are fine with it. Like, Ben Askren, who got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal, fastest knockout in history. It was just the one-year anniversary of it a couple of days ago. And he was like, oh, great. Like, he was he was <laughs> saying, imagine your most embarrassing moment, and they, they celebrate it with a one-year anniversary. Yeah. You know. Slow-mo. Yeah, but Put that one to it. was a packed audience, and everybody went, wow! And it lasted a long time, the screams and the cheers. And he was out for a long time, too. I don't know if that would be better if there was no one there. It would be stunning if there was. It, I think I like it better with no one there, man. I don't know. I love both of them. But I might like it a hair better with no crowd. Is it? I wonder if it's too small of a sample size to, to, to decide. Uh, but have you seen any change in fighting styles at all or is it something different in the performance nah i don't think so maybe they've been a, maybe they've been a little wilder 
But I, I just think it's also like fighters didn't get to fight for months. Right. So everybody was kind of chomping at the bit. And also, there's a lot of eyes on them. So everybody realized that this is the only game in town. There's no other sport. There's mm. no other sports right now that are running except for the UFC. And the marble races. And the marble races. And the marble yeah. races. UFC. And uh, the floor is lava. Floor, floor is lava. Shout out floor is lava. <laughs> Shout out to Rutledge Wood. I don't know if uh, any other sports are coming back anytime soon. Are they? NBA is soon. Yeah. 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 You know what I heard they're working on? They're working on a thing where there's going to be an app on your phone, and you get to you you'll be able to make noise, and that noise will be piped into the arena. So, like each individual person, like you'll have a seat, yeah, and your seat will be making noise. Oh, now how you feel about the moose soundboard idea? <laughs> <laughs> now you see it coming together. Now we have a launch pad for it. Perfect mm. NBA bubble season. Boom. Now this is a profitable app. I have to feel that people are going to organize shit where they're going to like chant and say things, you know, and have yeah. fun. And like, you know, like people, will, there'll be things where people will get together and try to figure out, like maybe sing a song, like you have everybody together all singing a song at the exact same time. Yeah. Uh, you could do, you know, we, we don't want the virus. <laughs> we don't, we wish we could be there, but this is all right. Better than nothing. Good. Basketball's back. NBA playoff game. Imagine there's no heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Never know. Yeah, well, listen, one of the things that's come out of this is that, like a lot of people have gotten real creative mm -hmm. with shit. You know, they've found ways to make things interesting. They found ways to have fun. They found sure. ways to I like when people are confronted with real adversity and challenges because you get to see how the human imagination works. You see creativity. Yeah, it just, you know, for me, it helped me kind of I it helped me think about the other people in my life and who I work with and just how to highlight and produce for them better since I was able to sit. Oh, I was thinking about my uncle, Kelvin. He um, he used to deal at casinos in Chicago area from mid to late 90s, early to like probably 10 years or so. And so he's a character. And so, oh, we should do a... And I had a, I had a gambling problem for a little bit. Did you? Yeah. What kind? Sports and uh, casino, but a lot of sports. When you say gambling problem, like what what made it a problem? What, what made it a problem is that it was really taking up a lot of time, and I'd never gotten to real trouble just because I was, you know, constantly working. I had great weeks, I had bad weeks, but it was just if you're, you know, betting on stuff every other day or whatever, then that means you're kind of on tilt and not able to function most of the time. And this right. is when you were drinking a lot, too. This is when I was drinking a lot, too. So I was so drinking, drinking and gambling together. I was together. drinking and gambling. Woo! And yeah. then getting up at midnight. No, that was... <laughs> that, that That's quarantine sleep schedule. Oh, my, okay. regular, my regular <laughs> sleep schedule was, you know, drunk stuff, you know, 4 or 5 a.m. But... How'd you kick it? Kick the... Gambling habit. The gambling... I had to just really take a look at what I was doing and then what how it was serving me and 
look at the other stuff that I was doing, and that's also gambling, investing, and all. So realizing I had that outlet, it just wasn't in sports or, you know, throwing some dice, but you can gamble by, you know, investing in a company early. You can gamble by getting a building. You can gamble by, you know, trying to produce your own show out of pocket. All of these other things That's are gambling. More, yeah, sort of. Right? They it's more of an invest, though. It's an invest, but if it, you know, investments go bust. Companies, you know, mm-hmm. people didn't put, you know, millions of dollars, billions into to companies. That Quibi. That, and, right? and so... That was an investment, yeah. and people, they were really hyped about it and wrote mm-hmm. big checks. And yep. they, So it was real, realizing that and just realizing that, you know, when I when I was, you know, looking at a game, and it would take up time because I would get really into it and research the history of the teams and look at all these other matchups. And so I could, I should, I could spend that time and, and mental energy on something else that's more productive. Mm. Uh, well, that's a wise way of looking at it, but a lot of people don't. When they get sucked into something, it's very hard to get. Like we were just talking about video games, mm-hmm. about my addiction to video games. I just had to go cold turkey. I just yeah. had to step away and go. I can't fucking do this anymore. And just I figured it out and I stopped. But that's not easy to do sometimes. Like sometimes, like whatever it is about gambling. Like whatever switches that pops off in your brain that gives you that dopamine charge. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's certain bets that are just super pleasurable. If you if you bet the total in an NBA game, if you bet over and you're there live, the total is say the total is what you know what the two teams will score, two hundred points, and that's you're rooting for every score. Everybody. Everybody. You're just, yeah, yeah, free throws. You're like, yeah, free throws. So to have, you know, a couple grand on a game and you're rooting for both teams live. And you're like, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, any total, any total score. Yeah, you hockey, whatever, soccer. You If the goals are over three, then you're rooting for both teams. You don't care if it's, you know. Two to two or four to nothing or fifty four like That's it, exciting. Yeah, the overbet is super high. Jamie, you gamble a little, right? Yeah. Yep. I, you gamble on fights too, right? Yeah. Sure. I yeah. I would gamble on the over it's more fun to gamble on the over under on rounds and shit too. You're like, mm. don't don't right. hang on, yeah. hang on, hang right, on. Right, right, right. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> who did I who I I'm trying to think of some memorable fights I had some money. I think uh I had uh, I had Rumble Johnson against Texera. Oh, that was a brutal knockout. I had uh, yeah, I had I Rumble, take Rumble over everybody except Cormier. Yeah. For whatever reason, Cormier's got his number, but Rumble hits anybody. They go night night. Yeah. He's coming back. Hit. He's bored, so he's coming back. Might come back as a heavyweight. Oh wow, he's huge now. I mean, fucking huge, yeah. like two fifty. Gigantic. Yeah. I'll tell you the my craziest gambling story. Ooh. I talk. I've told it on stage, but this is the most. This is where it was like it was really bonkers. Um, so I started. I was I was betting with a, a bookie, uh, but I would use a site, you know. But it was you know if I won, the guy would send send money. He sent like a bunch of money in five hundred dollar money orders. Or you know, I would just send uh, PayPal, whatever, uh, and it was it was like that. But the thing was that 
since you could just do it like that, it made it, you, it's like sending a text. You just do it on a site. And so it doesn't, it's not the same as holding the cash and bedding where you really have to think about it. Like you, you just typed it real quick. And so you're doing, you know, these l large bets. So after a while, my tolerance was, I needed more. And I was on a hot streak. And so I, I asked my friend for a, another bookie with a higher limit because the limit on my one was like two grand. And so he found this, this he, he knew this guy that do 5,000 a game. Uh, and so- That gets but it, intense. But then it's 5,000 on the honor system. So it's not, you're not putting up five each time. Because if I was putting up five with my physical hand each time, I probably would, but because it was like five here, five here, and I had a hot streak, I was betting on a lot of hockey at this time. And I was getting, I had a hot streak on hockey so much that my gambling buddies, Bozeman and CJ, they started calling me Hockey Hannibal because I just was betting <laughs> on uh, Vegas Golden Knights were doing really well. That was their uh, first season, and uh, Blackhawks were hitting some stuff. So I was doing parlay. So if you parlay a $5,000 bet with, uh, you know, with the total of something, then that five is, uh, you know, 12, 15 wins. So I had a good run after a week. I was up a hundred thousand cash, and uh, I was up a hundred, and so, and it, but I'd never put in any money, so it was just I got this a hundred thousand from type, and so, I meet up with the guy in Chicago, and uh, and I mean I pull up next to his car, and he and he had me a hundred grand cash and a, and a brown paper bag. Whoa. And then, did you do like the Demi Moore thing where you throw the money on the bed and roll around naked? No, I put it on the table and kind of just <laughs> really looked at. <laughs> I thought I kept it pretty considering. I kept it kind of cool. I just put it on the table like, what the? All what hundreds? Am I, just, yeah, all hundreds. How, how, how big is $100,000 in all hundreds? It's it not like? crazy. It's a lot, but it's not. You know, it's not massive. It's, not it's, like a, it's a couple. It's a few stacks, yeah. And it was, it was, and so because there was no real effort to get that money, I didn't value it like that. And so, uh, in my head, the gambler's mind is not happy. It's just like it won't. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's get him for a hundred more. And the next week proceeded to go down like. Uh, go down like 90 grand Ooh. out of that 100. And so he starts hitting me up. Hey, can I get that 90? Um, and so I was too prideful at the time. I didn't want to give him the cash. I just want, he, we had an agreement to do PayPal on, on some stuff, but he, of course it wasn't for, he didn't want to do PayPal for no 90. He would do PayPal for, you know, two. if it was two, three. But, I was in a zone of I don't want to I can't deal with giving this cash back, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so he's asking for I'm like I'm PayPal and I PayPal him the ninety grand, and then he sends that shit back. <laughs> so now we playing hot potato. He wants, he wants the cash. Playing internet hot potato with ninety thousand dollars, uh, and. And yeah, and so it was just really, it was intense because I was like, yo, is this, and then he hit me up, like, hey, uh, 
we see you're going to be in Brooklyn. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I try to, I puff up and just kind of say, hey, you don't want to show up to Brooklyn, dog. I got to make sure you, like, I tried to talk some shit to, to get, hey, man, you, you don't come to Brooklyn, you're going to get touched. Like, don't come to my show. <gasps> you said that? Yeah, I just tried, oh I texted God. it, I think, like, don't come through Brooklyn. And you said it. you're going to get touched? <laughs> I texted. I was just trying to, I was out of my mind. <laughs> I was on tilt, man. It was, I was being ridiculous. Because I wanted, I didn't want to welch, but I just didn't want to pay like that. And so eventually, you, you know. tried we, to pay. We sent it back. And he eventually just took it. But um, yeah, that was. That eventually was like he took what? The, the, the 90 bit via PayPal. Even oh. though that probably was a heat. You not, know? Yeah, that's bad for the taxes. That's bad for taxes or whatever. And yeah. so I actually called them this week to, I was like, yo, sorry, man. I was bugging back then. <laughs> 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 Said, yo, oh. that was poor form on my part. My bad. I don't gamble no more. <laughs> sorry <laughs> to put you through that and bring heat on you. And mm. and it wasn't, but it was, that's, that was the wildest one, man. Where I was like, it just had me in a, in a, in a real irrational zone. My friend Dana. Delete all that. No. My friend Dana. <laughs> my friend Dana White, the president of the UFC, he lost a million in a day. Yeah. A million. Playing, well, it's playing, no, blackjack. Yeah. Playing blackjack. Million. Wow. Million dollars. He won seven million in a day. Mm. Seven. So he's doing crazy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. A, and he's very wealthy. So yeah. like the only way he's getting a charge is if he does some crazy shit. Yeah. That's that's madness. That's some it's it's intense. <sighs> that's so, hand sweaty. I, I get hand sweaty talking about that. Like, oh God. Because I don't ever want to be that guy, but I could be that guy. Like yeah. if I got into gambling, I I was gambling for a while on the UFC before mm. I decided it probably wasn't a good look. This was like the early <laughs> early 2000s. But the early 2000s, it was stealing money, mm. right? Because there was a bunch of guys coming in like Anderson Silva. Mm. And I would look at the odds with Anderson Silva over Chris Lieben. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Right. This is a 100% fight. Yeah. Like, bet the house on the Brazilian. Right. Jesus Christ. There was a few of those. And I did it for a while, and then I stopped, but my business partner and on it, he was gambling all the time. So I would just sit down with him before the mm -hmm. fights. And so I was like, this way my conscience is clear, but we were like 85, 87%. Yeah. Like, it's oh, wow. stealing money. Because I know all these fighters. Yeah. I know the fights. Like, there's fights where a guy would be, like, slightly favored. I'm like, slightly. Yeah. Like, this is a 100% fight. Or there's a guy that was the underdog. I'm like, this is totally lopsided. This is, And still to this day, sometimes they get it wrong. Still to this day, I'll look at someone like, I'm like, how is that guy the underdog? This doesn't make any sense. And then the fight will be like a domination by the guy who was the underdog. And I'm like, okay, I should have bet that. Yeah. But I don't bet on him. But my business partner at Onnit, man, we made, a, he made, you know, I made it for him. But I, we called a lot. I mean, literally high 80%. It was just stealing money. Damn. Yeah. yeah. But that's barely gambling. That's kind of gambling, but that's like... I mean, let's, it's gambling. Fights are crazy. Anything can yeah. happen. But some shit you know. Right. When you know, yeah, that's, uh, uh you had, I remember hitting you up for tips sometimes before, the, I was like, hey, who you like on? Did I ever fuck you over? Did any of them ever turn I, bad? I think most of them was solid. Most yeah. of them was solid when I, when I hit you up. Uh, so my uncle, so it, it hit me, like, oh, we should, me and my uncle should do a gambling podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> society st- so to have some focus. He's a, he has it from the dealer perspective, and he gambles too. But he's seen uh, it's a it's a fascinating perspective just to watch from that side where you're facilitating people losing lots of money and you get paid what ten fifteen dollars an hour and you're just kind of the the messenger or you you're helping and so his stories are wild man and so sitting in quarantine like oh yeah we should do that gambling podcast i did and that's easy to do and we can do it remotely for now and uh and then we tra- we tried one out and it was it was a good feel and like oh yeah this is a good this is a this is a dope show it's fun to do and we can you know, get other gamblers on and, and just really talk about it. And just, of, of course, not encourage people. I think I got to have something up top. Like, this is not an endorsement to gamble. I'm just telling the story. We do not uh, gamble. You might lose your shit. Don't spend your college money. Don't spend your Zoom college money. <laughs> your, don't spend your <laughs> kids' teleconference <laughs> lecture fund. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's really... What, what was the craziest one he said? Like, what's the nuttiest gambles that he saw? He's just seen people lose, you know, a few hundred thousand in a in a, in a a quick sitting, you know, just in... Yeah. Or, or it's, it, he's just seen people really fall apart. And, and people really... I was fortunate, but some people really lose their whole lives just... On some on, on chance, on some cards, on on some, and they go crazy too. They go crazy. And they lose and they can't believe it. They just want to jump out of a fucking building. Yeah. That's why when you go to Vegas, all the windows yeah. and the casinos they don't open wide up. Right. They don't let you just jump off because there would be people jumping off every couple of days. Yeah, man. You think all the hundred when when Vegas was wide open, all the hundreds of thousands and millions of people coming in there, and how many of them are just blowing insane chunks of cash? They don't pay for those places on the buffet. Right. You know, that's not what pays for those big buildings. It's people gambling. People losing. Losing. I watched this documentary on on Amazon uh, that uh, something on the edge, gambling on the edge or something, where it, he's a card counting guy. And it's just, you know, it's just mostly just him getting kicked out of casinos and hitting camera footage because mm. they just come up to him, hey, we don't want your action anymore. How weird is that? You can't count cards you can't be good at what you're doing no i mean that's not in that business hey you can they say you can play any game here except for blackjack they kick people out they people get beat up they kick dana out of um the palms for winning and you know so he pulled the ufc from the palms it was like fuck you Oh, because they didn't know it was him (laughs) they they knew it was him and they They kicked him out for what yeah they used to have the fights there and then they kicked him out of there. They say you can't gamble here anymore. He's like, what? Like you, you were fine if I lost, but as soon as you win, they'll just put the kibosh on you. Yeah, they Dang, had to just take the. I mean, the casino business. They were one of the first companies to start asking for long, like four days into the lockdown. They started at like, y'all been whooping motherfuckers for years and years, and the world shut down for a few days, and you get your hands out. Now, there's a lot of businesses needed money constantly coming in. They can't just exist. Yeah. Like the way they're they're set up, they need that and no one ever thought it was going to there was going to be something that shut everything down where no money was coming in for months and months. That's never happened. Like you can't make a business model based on something that's never happened before. So everybody thought the money was going to keep flowing in. Yeah, man. It's this was actually the first year 
that I had kind of planned out the entire year <laughs> before I was like I had a full on okay January I was supposed to do like the porn awards but I ended up not doing it <laughs> did you get to do the AVN awards I think so yeah <laughs> but then I like last minute I'm like ah, I probably shouldn't do the porn awards <laughs> then February all-star weekend March was South by Southwest April was a 420 thing May was something June was I was gonna go to the Olympics and then like I had, you know, I wanted to have one major event each month. That was the first time I planned out the year before. Just to have she, experiences. Yeah, experiences and then kind of build the the tour around, you know, go to the Olympics, also do some shows in Korea da, 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 and, and around Japan a little bit. And and then it was like, nope. That was, I was like, the When first did you time. film Miami Nights? Miami Nights we filmed August of last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why were you holding on to it so long? It was just uh, just getting stuff right. And, and yeah, I, I, we filmed it twice, actually. I filmed it in February of last year and then didn't like how it came out. Uh, and then I did it again, both out-of-pocket shoots. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oof. It was, but it was the right decision to do it again. How many shows did you film? Uh... Two shows each time. You I, do four, right? I do four now. Yeah. yeah. I did two before, and I did it in Denver. Mm -hmm. The first show, some lady heckled. I'm like, uh, oh, my God, that bit's dead. Now I'm fucked. Now I have to get it right on the second show. It's a lot of pressure. With the, I mean, but one bit, though, if you, if you riff it. It's a big into, bit. Yeah, it was a big bit. It's a big bit. Yeah. It was a bit that led up to another bit, too. There was uh, a lot to it. it they, they, they piled on together. Yeah. And the way she did it, it was like, oh, come on, prove it. I was like, what? it wasn't even a good heckle. Yeah. It was just, like, just I'm a like, challenge. Just give me some time, dummy. I know what yeah. I'm doing here. Yeah. But uh, then I did four. And when I did four, I did four for Triggered. And I did it out of pocket. Like Netflix had a certain amount budgeted out. Mm -hmm. But I said, I want to do four. And the idea was that if I did four, when I went on stage for the first one, it was like it was a regular show. Like right. I had no nerves. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, feel like, oh, my God, I got to get this right. If I get this right, my second show will be loose. I didn't feel that at all. I just went out, what's up? Hey. It was just like, totally normal. Which one did you use most of the footage from out of the four? I don't remember. On Triggered, I think it was probably the second night. But on Strange Times, my last one, a lot of it was the first show. Because mm. I was just so pumped up right out of the gate. I was so excited. Yeah. And I was ready. Like I, 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 I've done specials before where I didn't plan enough, but now when yeah. I do a special, I treat it like like I'm training. Yeah. Like I'm, I want to be like like I'm running a marathon. Like I put those miles in. So when I get onto that stage the night of the show, everything's oiled up. Right. Everything's just greased and smooth, and just every, every word's in place. I, and the experience of doing stand up is so deeply ingrained in me. It's just a nightly thing. Every night, two, three shows. Bang, 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 bang. And so when I'm done, like I want Saturday night last show, like I am fucking done with this material. I don't even want to hear these jokes anymore. I did it. I'm done. Nice break. Yeah. It. It. So yeah, we filmed in August. I did a screening in November, the beginning of November. Cause I didn't want to send it to folks first to shop. I I I'd rather I had an event for it. I wanted to kind of create 
uh, an experience around it versus somebody kind of watching it all dry in that office. So I threw a party, you know, had uh, some a weed mint company, weed drinks, <laughs> you know, food truck. We made a mixtape just for the food truck uh, and had I wanted to have this whole thing. Uh, and so then got some offers, but it just didn't just didn't feel great about them. And just once, you know, I had an offer in the beginning of March and then I was sitting on it for a little bit. And then in May, I mean, I agreed to it. And then I decided I'd rather drop it on my own because the world is crumbling. And so I need to mix it up. Mm. So I'd rather, you know, give it a shot. Because if I put it up there, um, the benefit would have been, oh, I'm touring. I'm going to tour in the fall and it'll fill up. The, the, the tour will go crazy because it's up there. But then that went away and it's like, well, now it doesn't, it doesn't look as great. And so I'd rather gamble on my own and just see what's up. So decided to put it on YouTube and see what's up yeah i think it's a good move to put things on youtube i mean it worked out real great for andrew schultz uh, mark norman it worked yeah. out real great for him he loves it yeah he's, he's got like more than two million views right. in like a like a couple of weeks yeah it's been it's been a month and some change for him because i've been i was tracking his just to see mm -hmm. how the number one thing too is that i could take that shit down right right i could re-edit actually some bits that i might put that thailand bit back in there about right. the, the king of time so yeah. just the freedom to be able to you know what this is the other edition right. boom and that be oh i can take this down here it is with only the french redub and i have some french voiceover person do the bits and that's that's going to be up for this week and so it just the it, it just lets me be creative and try more stuff and and it can still go to one of the places afterwards. It's just right now I'm doing what I want with it. And then, and you, you can know, do it we'll all see. yourself. Yeah. You could edit it all yourself. You don't right. need anybody. Yeah. I think that's going to be a, a lot of comics going to look to that is in terms of accessibility. Right now, Netflix has the market cornered, but Amazon is sneaking in. Gaffigan had a real good experience at, Af mm -hmm. at Amazon, and he said that they got real excited about it. They had a a lot of a lot of views. They were mm -hmm. very excited. It was the, like the most viewed hour they had in a, a long period of time. So he said they're going to do more. But the thing about doing something on YouTube is everyone can see it. The whole world. And you see it on your phone. Instant. Yeah. Like that. Anytime you want. You're, you're on a bus. You're on a train. You're driving in your car. You can listen to it instantly. Yeah. People share the link mm -hmm. more so than oh, they yeah. would share uh, the other links. Yeah. And they uh, share a link, and you never have to worry about if you have the app. Everybody has fucking YouTube. Yeah. And even if you don't have it, your browser opens up, and you right. get it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm uh, we worked hard on it, man. It's, it's one, just because of the, the situation with the, the false arrest, it's, uh, it's really is super personal because I kind of had to keep living that story every time I told it uh, and then live it in the edit. And it's... Uh, it was it's, just a funny situation, too. You're drunk and this guy is arresting you for going back into a bar. I didn't... Uh, so it wasn't that bar. I hadn't been in that bar yet. You went to a different bar. I went to the bar after we spoke. I went to the bar, but he was still... He was upset about what I said, so he follows me into the bar. But then, you know, they, they made they cut it on their body cam footage. They cut it to make me look crazy. He really left his post and followed me to be on bullshit. So 
Um, yeah, we probably. Did he wind up getting fired? Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I think he's still on the force. For now. That's abusive. Yeah, that's the. Th- it's a lot of. It's a lot of uh, emotion and emotion. Ego. A lot of ego-based policing on the on the super petty side. You know, where there's obviously the you know the issues on the extreme with the killings, those are terrible. But then there's a lot of motherfuckers that are ruining lives with petty arrests because yeah. somebody got to go, they got to miss work or something or some, oh, some, you don't, motherfuckers get mad because they got looked at the wrong way. Yep. And then people got to go to, so it's a lot, uh, you, a cop should be able to handle somebody talking a little shit to them drunk. You a cop in Miami, you should be used to motherfucker talking a little drunk shit to you without you putting the cuffs on them. And if you can't, you shouldn't be a cop. You shouldn't. You're supposed to be better than us. Yes. Because it's less of you. You should be better than us. You should have the mental fortitude to not like freak out because somebody says some shit that you don't like. And you have extreme responsibility. You have a gun on your hip in front of everybody. Like yeah. it's not like whether or not I don't know you have a gun or you might have a gun. No, you definitely have a gun. It's right there. And you're allowed to shoot people. You're allowed to. It's part of your job. Yeah. You're trained to shoot people. It's part of your job. You have to be elevated. You have to be above normal discourse. You have to be able to handle all kinds of shit. And the reality is that's not the case with most right. people that are police officers. Yeah, man. Even that cop, I was I was walking away from him, mm-hmm. but I was just talking hella shit because yeah. he just followed me into a bar. And so I'm walking away. And, and so... That shit was really, you know, I, I say is absolutely instigated that situation, but it wasn't an arrestable thing. And the the cost I had to pay for that is is pretty high as far as, just, you know, my public shit on there just for a drunk night, just for talking some shit. And I'm on TMZ. I lost some corporate gig because of that because they just saw it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you got arrested? Uh, they just wiped the gig. It was a decent paying, you know. It was a, 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 it was a hockey Hannibal type of gig <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. that range. So it was a, it was it was a rough, it was a rough little time, man. That after that, so to to finally kind of get the piece out, get the special out, even just putting it out Friday was like a huge weight, like none of the other specials because it was. The other special was kind of done on a two-year clock too, and they were kind of. And this one filmed it twice, out of pocket. It's a super. It, it has so many other elements that made it really heavy, and that's. And you had that's, to close with that too. Yeah, had to close with, it. and that's why I threw a COVID party. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you got away with it. I'm sorry about the party. I just, I just needed to to blow off some steam. Those mushrooms <laughs> will let you know if you fucked up too. Oh man, they will let you know. It, uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll drag you. They would drag you to the darkest part of your imagination. Yeah, man. It was like, oh, set and setting is everything. Super important. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they say silent darkness is the way to go. Set and setting is at man. a COVID party. Uh, high on mushrooms, thinking you killed everybody. Think, yeah, oh, thinking man. you're gonna go to some funerals. You're looking at people vibing out. And you're like, what did I do? This, this picture this, of them this is all me. You're like, this is me. I did this. Oh. Man, I don't envy cops. I don't. I, I would not want that job. It is a very hard job. But I, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm an optimistic person generally, mm. but I don't know what's going to come out on the other end of all this shit. This is you get into those kill clips, huh? Yeah, man, it's legit. I don't know what's going to come out on the under uh, the uh, the other end of this. Bring Sam Harris now. Oh, that's Sam Harris. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that for people who don't know Hannibal and I did a podcast where we got hammered and then I had a podcast afterwards with Sam Harris and I think it was Josh Zepps yeah. who's an Australian uh, a TV presenter now uh, and uh, you guys got into it about he was pulling up stats on police brutality or, or violence with cops and mm -hmm. And I was like faded, like yeah. shut up. <laughs> I was not in the. I should have left uh, after that podcast after after we, but I just stuck around. Oh, we were drunk. We were drunk. Yeah. I called. I did call him a human PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> there was something. I think it was just being so faded, and then that tone. He was. Mm -hmm. like, and, 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 yeah. And it was just like, Calm what are you talking? Yeah. Well, it's the touchiest subject in all of history. Cops killing people. That's the touchiest subject. You get killed by the people that are supposed to protect you, yeah. especially unjustly. You know? I mean, nothing else would have made that, the, these protests, the way they went down, like that George Floyd video. To see it so obvious, where there's no if, ands, or buts. That is what it is. It is a cop who's supposed to protect someone. He's killing somebody in front of everybody, and it's being filmed by a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Doesn't, heavy, man. doesn't get any heavier. And that's why the reaction was the way it is. It was like a powder keg. It's like everything was building up. There had always been that. There had always been this, this insane tension. And then you see that, and it's just like, wah! And we're still dealing with it. Still dealing with it months later. It's uh, it's super, it's super wild. You know, I was when I was driving to Arizona. Uh, I I stopped at a gas station to do somebody's a Zoom interview thing. I just kind of uh, I set up the tripod and my phone on the on the hood of the car, and then. I was hyped just it was I was like hyped to not be sitting in my computer and I was just you know like look at me I'm outside and <laughs> but uh because I had been I had been off of social media for, I didn't even know the Joyce Floyd thing had happened until I got until I was driving later and my friend told me and she was like Joyce Floyd uh in Minneapolis and so and this had been I think it had been 48 hours or something at this point but I was on a, some interview like hey what's going on <laughs> i'm oh <my> outside <laughs> i'm outside <laughs> oh my god just completely oblivious and just happy to be traveling and shit and that knowing what i was like maybe 45 minutes away from knowing what was happening in the world and shit it was so weird. they told you they didn't tell me but they probably were wondering why I was acting so <laughs> loosey goosey. Did you have that jacket on? I did not have it. What did I have on? I don't know. I had some dope. I had some shades on. It was a real. I was. I was genuinely joyful at just being on the road and having that feeling again. And then I found out an hour later, and it was like, oh, I probably look kind of, look kind of crazy right there. A little jaded. Yeah. Man. <clears throat> yeah, but. It's 
I mean, how often are you off social media like that? Is that a normal thing for you? It was, well, it was the beginning of COVID. I had to kind of, that's when I I just got into that zone and made, well, I was like, turn this off. Like, just send the, if you want to get some stuff up, just send it to the, your folks, have them post it up. And then it's, it's better when I get in that zone anyway because it's more like, operating like a quarterback than it is just being in it you know right. like, hey let's do this this day this day this day this day and then i'm able to just do whatever i want you know right just finish writing up the treatment for who said that and versus like looking at <laughs> tweets you know what you're I mean? serious but he said that it's <laughs> <laughs> the longest running joke ever callbacks man <laughs> It's all about it. callbacks. It's just a three-hour podcast. You gotta keep I, it weaving it in. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So you did the, the the interview, and then you found out afterwards. Found out afterwards. Did you want to call them back and go, "Hey, no, I, I know. knew. <laughs> I didn't." Yeah, it was. And then I get to my sister's house, and it's on the TV, and and it was. Just, it's 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 heavy, man. It's it's super heavy. Um. But it's it's really just it's the training and uh, it's the, it's just needs to be a high level of training. I talked for, to Jocko Willink. He's a, a former Navy SEAL and a commander, and he said that they should be training twenty percent of their time. He said that they train for a very short amount of time in the beginning of their career, and then they don't train anymore. He said they should be training twenty percent of their time on the force. While they're there, they should be going over how to defuse situations. They should be going over how to keep people safe. What's your objective? What are you trying to do? When you come up to a drive, if you're, if you're emotional, if your partner's emotional, you got to see that and step in. You defuse that situation, and you step in and go, hey, Mike, let me, let me talk to this guy. And then you come in, and you be a nice guy. Figure out a way. If you see someone abusing someone, you got to step in, step in, relieve him, and you take over and figure out a way to do it where the guy doesn't have to lose face but you can keep everybody safe and figure out a way where they can train these people where shit like this doesn't happen. Yeah. And it's, we're in this time where these, these fucking people, they go to work every day wondering if they're going to die. They go to work every day pulling people over. They're all freaked out. You never know what day's going to be your last. If you're a cop, you're seeing people get shot every fucking day. I mean, I've, I can't imagine. To look at it from their perspective, to be to to, to look at it uh, with the the rosiest of rose colored glasses, I can't imagine that you are you're walking up on suicide victims, murder victims. You're walking up on robbery victims. You're, you're constantly around violence and death and and crime. They're all PTSD'd out. That's what I think. I think most cops have extreme PTSD, and some of them can handle it. Some of them can just handle it. And there's a lot of them that are good people. And then there's a lot of them that should have never been fucking cops in the first place. There should have been a more stringent process. That guy in the George Floyd case, you know they got into it when they worked together. Because, As bounces, right? Yeah, because the yeah. cop was abusive. He was abusive to customers. And George Floyd and him got into it because of that. So there was a personal element to it. Hmm. I don't want that job. You don't want that job. I mean, fuck that job. But the people that get that job, we've got to figure out a way to make it safer for them better for them better training and safer for everybody else and i don't know what the fucking solution is no one does and that's why we're all in chaos and the people are running around defund the police like whoo 
Okay. Do you know what's what that's like? That's like New York City right now, where people are getting shot left and right. Did you see like the stats in New York City? It's nope. crazy. Really? It's fucking crazy. It was on the cover of um, the cover of uh, the New York Post. See if you can find that about the, the amount of shootings. Forty-one people shot over the weekend. Nine killed. Something crazy like that when they said this they've never had it like this This is like since the 80s is the worst gun violence weekend. They've had in the history of the police force Damn why do you but the police they all hate the mayor the mayor wants the cops to stand down Cops are quitting left and right the, the cops don't feel like they're supported by the mayor the, the mayor is like this super progressive, you know, really liberal guy who is just has no respect the police officers have no respect for them, and they're quitting. They don't want to do this. And then you've got people that don't think that they're in a place that's being policed, and so they're just going wild. They don't think the cops are coming. They don't think anybody's going to stop them. So that, And then, you know, obviously with the COVID and the lockdown, how many people are out of work? How many people are broke? How many people are just on tilt, just starving and not knowing where their fucking money's coming from and super tense? Damn, man. So you can't defund the police. That's that's we, we don't want to live in Mad Max. We don't want to live in Mad Max. We want more funding for the police, better education for the police. And we all got to come to some sort of a fucking agreement. Cops are us. Mandatory meditation for the police. M mushrooms. Mushrooms. Mushrooms for all cops. They have to. Yeah. They have, yeah. They have, the cops got to go to Joshua Tree. Mandatory mushroom training. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like the mandatory mushrooms could help everybody, including politicians. Mandatory mushrooms for politicians. I want to be in the room with like uh, the Governor Newsom of California. I want to be in the room when that guy eats five grams. Yeah. I want to see how he freaks out. Yeah. How do you handle it? Yeah. We should all be able to watch you eat five grams. I want to know who you are when the devil comes knocking at your door. The floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find the cover? Yeah, I, well, it it said uh, tripled over the week compared to the year before. And that's all it was comparing it to. Well, just the numbers though. What is that? It was, it was uh, something. One hundred and one compared to twenty six. One hundred and one people shot. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. I thought it was forty. Damn. One hundred and one people shot over a weekend. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is but, fucking crazy. I mean, for New York, Look at that. though. Maybe New York City scooting skyrocket as oh. court closures let pistol perps walk free. Whoa. Whoa. There's like 1,800 people, I think, that have some sort of charge that haven't been fully charged because the courts are in, you know, chaos. lockdown chaos because of the COVID. Chaos. Oh, whoa. A thousand people have been indicted with a gun possession charge where the cases are open and they are walking around the streets in New York City today. Wow. 800 more that haven't that have been charged and not formally indicted yet. Fuck. And that's just in New York City. Oh my god, that's madness. 2000 shooters <laughs> running around New York. Just think of that. You can't defund the police, folks. All that that crazy progressive Marxist nonsense of defunding the police. Stop. You want to be safe. You want everybody to be safe. You just want the police to be way better at what they're doing. Way better. And they're going to need funding for that. Seems counterintuitive, right? Like if cops are abusive, they shouldn't get money. But that's it's not going to the cops. It needs to go to education, and, and they need to figure out how to do it better. What am I, a cop? 
Educator? The fuck am I talking about? You coming to me for <laughs> cop advice? <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> I'm a pothead and a cage fighting commentator. You coming to me for cop advice? Yeah, man. It's gonna be the fall. That's why I'm trying to get out of here. In it's the good fall. move. Get out of here by November. No matter who wins in November, it's gonna be madness. I yeah. I wanna just. I wanna. I don't wanna hear about no more. You know, versions of this. The the we're not calling it urban music anymore. Aunt Jemima. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> pancakes are racist right. let me just i mean everything I, I, I it's just the the changes i don't know just the, it's the grandstanding part of it i i think it and it's tough to gauge i mean most of it's just you know they want their company to do well so they they right they look in oh let's let's do it and so and then the politicians are playing off it both ways you have some politicians that are playing off it they're they're supporting that and then some politicians like Trump, he's upset that the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians are going to change their name now. What are the Red? The Redskins finally, they finally broke? It looks like they're breaking. They're talking yeah. about breaking. But what are they going to call themselves? Like, what's offensive? Uh, I mean. The Trump faces? <laughs> Washington <laughs> Trump faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're the, the Washington spray tans. Yeah. yeah. We're not the Redskins. What what are they gonna call themselves? Do we know? They haven't done any. There's a bunch of names, but like, doesn't like a lot of the professional soccer teams or football and uh, Premier League and whatnot. They just could just be like the Washington FC, like football club, literally, and just run, mm. with, just run, just be the city team. Do you know how valuable those those Redskins jerseys are gonna they'll be? They'll still be. They'll make new ones with just the you know the new without Redskins on it now. I know, like but the old Redskins jerseys are going to be so oh, valuable. Yeah, well, they're not selling them anywhere now. They're Amazon not? took really? them all off. Nike took it all off. Wow. Really? Yeah, I mean. Within the last couple of weeks? Within the last couple of days. <gasps> Somebody's about to start making some on wow. Etsy. What I just, oh, I thought was crazy was NASCAR just removed the Confederate flag. <laughs> they just did it. Just yeah. recently. Last week? Because of right, yeah, it was yeah. The, the Bubba Wallace thing. Just recently, removed the I, like I didn't think it was still there. Yeah, like that is like, hey, the why everybody, last... why everybody's looking? Let us do this real quick. <laughs> everybody's let's get us to, get this up out of here. That's the last ground. Yeah, it's interesting, man. So it's, it's weird where this is all going to end because there's going to be an adjustment, right? There's an overcorrection, and then there's an adjustment. And things come forward and back and. You know, we want to get to a place where people are just cool with yeah. each other, and we're yeah. not there. And I'll be on my farm in Ghana, <laughs> you know, directing directing films, and just <laughs> <laughs> living off my who said that money, <laughs> doing my gambling podcast. Do they have stand up in Ghana? Have you checked on that? They do. Yeah, yeah? they do. And then uh, in Nigeria. As uh, I did some stand up in Nigeria. Did you there. really? There's a comedian Basket Mouth that hosted us over there and um, did some shows with him. Um, yeah, it was. It's a lot of people perform in Pigeon English. Oh. So I would at one of the shows I went to, I didn't know what the fuck was being said, but like, oh, this guy's a solid performer. His delivery sounds airtight. But I get, I'm getting nothing. 
And so you went and did your stand-up, and did they not understand you? No, they understand English, but people the perform in Pigeon. Oh, so they preferred you to perform in Pigeon, and when you were just doing it in regular English, they didn't. it didn't work with them? No, it worked. It's just if... If I performed in Pigeon, that would have went well. I did, a, but I did a set. It's just one of those things too, where you know they want to. Well, I don't know what they wanted, but you just, when you talk about outsider perspective on stuff, yeah. then they, you know, oh okay, he's talking about oh yeah, he dealt with our traffic, he dealt with yeah. this, yeah. he saw this, you know, just hearing a, a, a American come in and speak on on Lagos, which was bonkers. It took four hours to get. From the airport to the hotel, the traffic in Lagos is insane. And is it like one of those places where people don't pay attention to lights? Lights. I don't. I mean, the the traffic's so crazy on the highway that people sell stuff on the highway, like on a <laughs> on a fucking six laner. It's people like walking selling snacks. I think I bought what I bought like banana chips or something just to snack on. It, oh shit! Yeah, that's Leg- real. Lagos traffic is oh shit. It's like if New York only had the BQE, and that's it. That's kind of what cars are parked sideways mm-hmm. on yeah. the highway. Yeah, they no, just gave up. They have tents. Look at that. They have umbrellas. It's a it's an existential level of traffic. We're like, well, I guess this is it. I'm here now. Four this hours. What, four hours from airport to to hotel. And how far are you going? Probably no traffic. It's 30, 40 minutes. Wow. Um, it was, uh, yeah. The shit that is, is fucking insane. These images. Jamie, what are, you, what are you Googling so people can Google along with you? Uh, Lagos, Nigeria traffic. <laughs> this is traffic. Ins- Folks, this is yeah. insane. There's people standing in the middle of the highway with umbrellas. And not not a few people. A lot of people. Yeah, it, it's... Uh... Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, my God. It's everywhere. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, a lot, it's some stuff you take for granted over here. Um, the emission standards. Mm. Like, you just accept them. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, no, it's kind of... Uh, but I remember... we. We were behind this a semi truck, and it let off some shit into the sky <laughs> that was so like smoky and Look terrible. Look at this shit. My, this is uh, crazy. My uh, my friend Babylon said, uh, he said Captain Planet would have a fit with this shit <laughs> just because the smoke was so crazy. This video is what is this uh, video this title? That's a slum. My beloved huh? slum. It's a 4K drone video. And this is all water. So these houses are in water, just barely above the water on sticks. This is fucking crazy, and all the, everything's on fire. Look at that! Oh my god, this is madness. Uh, yeah, that, that is a, but it's amazing that so many people live there, and then you know this is just what they accept. People just get used to a certain way of living, and for them. I mean, it's probably normal life for you or for us. We go there and yeah. we're like, "What the fuck?" But the once you're in the mix, the shit is dope. I, I had a great time, and you know, going to different spots. What kind and, of food they have? Out. What's the food like there? The food is great. It's, it's a lot of spice on stuff. Uh, 
But I haven't been to Ghana yet, so I'm excited about Ghana. Um, yeah, Lagos is 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 a intense spot. That's intense. China has been investing and in, in buying up a lot of. Uh, they've been investing all over Africa, kind of building infrastructure everywhere. They say it's. Yeah, they're doing a lot in the Congo as well. There's a lot of uh, mineral rights and stuff they're they're taking there. A lot of uh, precious elements and stuff, yeah. things that they use for cell phones and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. I've never been um, to any place like that, but I've been to Mexico City, and I was stunned by the air quality there, too. Mexico City is madness, man. I took photos of it, and I put it up on my Instagram. It looks like I'm flying into a fire. Mm-hmm. See if you can find that. Like I, t- I took like as I was flying in, I was like, "This is this does not even look real. It looks like you could you could barely see the buildings, because it's just fu- That's it. Look at that. That's not a fire. That's my phone out the window. Crazy. Wait, are you saying the smoke? Oh, yeah. All that smoke in the the background. Yeah. That's all just emissions. That's not a fire. Like you can see like a mile or two out, and that's it. Everything else is just clouds. But it's just it's just exhausts. Yeah, a lot of the big cities, a lot of the cities in India had the same issue. Bangkok, I remember. Take I had an option to maybe take a seven or eight minute Uber or do a fifteen twenty minute walk from somewhere from to my hotel in Bangkok, and I did the walk. But when I got back to the hotel, I felt. Filthy, like the mm. pol- I felt the pollution on my skin. It was my worst walk decision ever. Look at that <laughs> Im- image from Bangkok. Yeah. God damn, that's crazy. That is that. That's like you're in the middle of a raging forest fire. Like you can't. Yeah, it, I remember just getting there, man. And oh, man, mm. I, I took. I had to take a shower. Just from that walk, it was because you're sweating and it's, it was, it was it was next level. When I was in Mexico City, I got a headache. I was like, I'm getting a headache just from the air, and plus it's that altitude. Yeah. Mexico's pretty high up there, and it was for the UFC fights, which was really crazy because they're at like eight thousand feet above sea level. So there's thin air and then bad air. It's a combination of both things. Yeah. So they're training in. Yeah, they well, some of them, uh, like Fabricio Verdum, that was when he beat Cain Velasquez. He went up into the mountains, and he trained actually higher than 8,000 feet above sea level, and he went up there way in advance so he can acclimate. And uh, he was in superb shape because of that. And then Cain, who's usually known for his cardio, actually gassed out. Did Cain, Cain didn't know that he was training like that. Cain couldn't go there early. He came out like two weeks out, and that's not enough. If they say you're actually better off going there the day of, than going there two weeks of, uh, be two weeks before, because two weeks before you're actually you're not going to acclimate. You're actually just going to be tired, you know, because your your mm-hmm. body's still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Why is there no air? We're lucky, man. Oh, we're lucky. I mean, and there's a, China is even worse in some cities, man. There was one city that I saw in China where the, there was so much pollution in this video that it looked like the sky, like it was nighttime, and it was during the day. And it was just coal, just burning coal in the air, just p- particulates. The air was like a dark gray. It was crazy. Yeah. See if you can find that. It's like, it's it's weird to look at because you imagine like if that was your mom living there or your daughter 
or your, your, your family, if this is where you have to survive and you have to look up into that sky every day. Yeah. It's like a, like a Judge Dredd yeah. movie, you know? It's doom. Yeah, man, I couldn't, yeah. I struggled just in Denver. When I was out of shape and I had a gig in Denver and I was drinking a little bit, I, at one point I started forgetting jokes and I hadn't smoked a drink before the show, but I was unhealthy. But I was blanking out, and then another show, my breath shortened up. I had to step off stage to go get my inhaler. I told Tony Trent and DJ, I said, hey, man, uh, play something real quick. He starts scrambling and shit. To you, have, you have asthma? Yeah, I have asthma. Oh, wow, yeah. I would... That would fucking suck. Asthma at high altitude. Yeah, it was out. Yeah, asthma high altitude and in bad shape is uh, is a terrible combination. Have you found any of that shit from uh, China? Uh, in the middle of looking, I had to pee, and I was about to go run and pee. Oh, so I got distracted. <laughs> we like, can we can wrap this up. We're yeah. almost at six o'clock, yeah. and that's when uh, we find out. That's when we find out whether you got the. Do I got the COVID? Do I got the COVID? Do I have it? I don't think so. Who said that? Put it in your bet. Send it to my Venmo. Miami Nights. Miami Nights. right now. Miami Nights on available on YouTube. Um, Next time when you're coming back from Ghana, I need to know. I need to know what that was like. We need to yeah. talk. Yeah, man. Come back and I'm going to write a book. book. Ooh. Have you, have you ever thought about writing a book before this? Uh, I have. I had a book deal in 2013. What happened? I realized that I would have to write a book. (laughs) 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 And then I was like, I don't want to do that. It's too much. It's a lot of work. (laughs) I have a lot of respect for people who have done it because that's a thing. Like, If you're an author, like you've really done it. You really wrote a book. That's a big deal. It's just, you know, I think it's... You lock once you lock in on what you want it to be, and then just force yourself to, to 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 focus. My I, friends who've done it though, like Tom Papo or mm-hmm. Norton or Whitney, they say it's fucking brutally hard. It's a lot of work. It's an tr- extreme amount of effort. That they work with. I wonder. Uh, I, you know, I guess, I guess it's just finding a good editor too, and just what the what the angle is. Just write down everything. Right. Yeah. You know, just kind of let it fly, and then. And then cut it down. I had a book deal once. The editors, they were so, it was so annoying talking to them. They essentially wanted me to take my stand-up at one point in time, just transcribe it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And like their idea of what it wanted to be or what they wanted it to be versus my idea, I just gave them the money back. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Damn. That was like more than 10 years ago. Yeah, that was before yeah. the podcast even. Damn. Yeah, so probably I'm going to do it. Actually, we supposed to, we were supposed to do a. People still hit me up about we we talked about doing a gig. Was it Newfoundland or was it somewhere else? Something crazy like that. Was it, it might was have it, been uh, Newfoundland. Was it Newfoundland or was it? Uh, it wasn't Nova Scotia. Somewhere weird. Somewhere weird. Somewhere Canadian. I'm okay. still down for that. All right. Let's do it when things get 2021, normal. 2021. When I'm back. <laughs> back from Ghana. <laughs> back next fall. The King of Ghana tour. <laughs> All right. Come see it, the King of Ghana in Nova Scotia. Well, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure, brother. Thank you, man. And um, your YouTube special is available right now. Anybody right now. can check it out. Yeah. And uh, the King of Ghana will be released in uh, December of 2021. 
night, everybody. Stay tuned for Who Said That? Who Said That? Episode 200.